0: Hello everyone, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. Your chance to kick back and relax as we take a dive into the past seven days of tabletop gaming goodness. In this week's jam-packed show, we take a look at Saga, for example, as well as checking out some movie recommendations for the Korean Imjim War. If you want to know more, just stay tuned. But before all that, we have a massive prize from store.ontabletop.com. Come if you want to be in with a chance to win the leagues of Votan army deal then you need to be a subscriber to the youtube channel and pop a comment below if you can also share us around and give us a like that helps us out enormously otherwise sit back and relax because your weekend starts here <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another Friday Night Fun Fest that is the weekender. I'm joined by Ben, Justin, and Ludd. And my word, what a big handsome box of ruly really pooly dwarves they were.
1: And now Talk about a yeah. mega price. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I know we're sold out. <laughs> yeah, that beastie's gonna be hard to get a hold of. So mm-hmm. if you didn't get a hold of it, this is your chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do 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 the necessary below. You've already been told. Uh, but That's yeah. The, uh, There's going to be a few months to wait before they reappear. If the sisters or anything uh, to go by in the past, I think it was six, seven months before they actually got a release. I think maybe it'll be a little quicker this time around because we've
2: not got the event that happened. but we'll see. But I, I have seen some interesting stuff online of being like, um, you know, these two pictures are not the same. So there was a Tau and there was a Votan. And it was like, you know, oh, I can't paint Tau, but I can paint Votan. Well, <laughs> they're basically the same models, really. So there.
3: I have to wonder, it's been a while since I've looked. Is the allies chart still a thing? Are you going to have to like borrow in who the League of Votan can actually ally? Oh,
0: yeah, with? that'd be interesting. Just scratch it in at the end of the codex. Yeah. I <laughs> think it's, it's, uh, it's go nuts. Do anything. It'll just be like Chaos, no. Tranids, new, no, Orcs, no everybody else fill your bits there's you just can, a pile just, of grudge markers they, top just, the yeah, they don't trust and all uh, yeah. trusting <laughs> allies for anybody it's all distrust across the board <laughs> but yeah uh, cracking looking prize for this week uh, so don't forget to uh, do the necessary and talking about massive boxes of fun interesting little thing has arrived so, what do you got there Justin you got look, the big box look,
3: look how
1: shiny it is look how shiny, it is.
0: shiny
3: do you see the shiny <laughs> Uh, no, this is Sturgeon Skies for the folks uh, from War Cradle for Dystopian Wars. Uh, so if you've ever seen Hunt for the Prometheus, that's their naval one. This one focuses more on aerial goodness. And not so the mermaid. It's, they have
4: sepios. Uh... <laughs> um,
1: uh, and we're going to be doing themed week stuff. And we're going to yes. be using
3: this box in our themed week, aren't we? Mm. Uh, yes, we we currently have two of these in the office and i have been given the task or the joy shall we say of building the entire two-player starter set asap
4: (laughs) The,
0: the issue i have with flying things and dystopian wars is your regular ships they just sink uh, with your flying things, they get shy of the sky, they crash into the water, and then they sink. It's a whole other level of terror. It's just even worse for the crew of a Zeppelin. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's, yeah, yeah. So, so
3: long thing. as it's just the engines that have went out on the Zeppelin, it'll float,
0: because it's still just a big balloon. I, um, I imagine it's not filled, filled with uh, hydrogen in uh, the <laughs> like, It's, yeah, it's, it's like, to be filled like an owl, <laughs> with, Yeah, it's going to be filled with... Uh, um, what's what's the special Antarctican stuff that powers all their ships?
3: Oh, Is the rj ten twenty seven. That's the one. I knew you'd know it. I wasn't gonna a, know it. It's it's weird, it's kinda of lodged in my brain. I, I love the think carriers. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. Show us the so, pex big. I think there's further ones down.
2: Yeah, so this is a this is a clash set between the Imperium uh, and also the crown. But the really interesting thing about this one is it's the crown, but it's the Canadian side of things. So it's going for that sort of Commonwealth vibe.
4: Mm.
2: And the, the sort of feel behind the set is that it's the Imperium are invading uh, and the Canadians have kind of had to scramble this sort of rotor force to try and stop the Imperium from, you know, doing all their nasty stuff and taking over their land and things. So it's on the Imperium, you've got Commodore Wilhelmina von Hoopernhut, I said that right clearly, <laughs> and yeah, on the uh, and on the uh, Canadian side, we have uh, Crown Air Marshal Spotswode, which I think is an amazing uh, name for a uh, an air marshal. So, yeah, some very cool stuff. One of the things that I really liked when I saw this set as well is that I, I love that how they've done the designs with Dystopian Wars now, where you can immediately tell which faction. A set of these coming for you because you. mm. you're like, ah, well, that one's got filigree on it, it's definitely a crown ship. <laughs> Does it also have a little bit of a hint of a train? Probably the crown. And then on the other side of things, you've got in the Imperium where it's just rivets, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rivets although, for days. Although and, you
3: got it back to front there, Ben. It's the Imperium that do all the modular uh ships where it rolls in and out on the, how is it? the tracks, okay. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing. Oh, so, you see the, the big Zeppelin up the top? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. the way you've got like the, the helicarrier thing going on. Now, I've been having a look at this and I thought, wait a minute, that plane's pointed the wrong way for takeoff. They don't actually take off from that top deck. No, that's if you the look landing. In, If Yeah. So, if you look in below, they actually have like launch racks that fold out from the bottom of the Zeppelin and, and each it's... one's loaded with an aircraft.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. We will, yeah, like we, that. But so just... we can't. We only see them from above. It just splits oh, them nicely.
3: Yeah. yeah, well, it drops them, and it's just like, okay, hit the edges before you hit <laughs> I mean, the water.
0: We've all seen Indiana Jones, <laughs> that where they had the spotter plane suspended below. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that's that is how they launched them from Zeppelins. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. all good, clean, family fun. And I'm a huge fan of the Rocketeer. So anytime you have massive Zeppelin-like things floating around the place that you can attack is always good. And Definitely. here we have, uh,
5: yeah.
0: Pradean, work it's it's got me coming and going because i looked at that i'm going is that front or is that the back i'm pretty sure that's the back
3: that's the rear i'm guessing (laughs) those look like rocket
2: wars to me i was i was i was thinking about this this week when i was talking about the other releases that have come out for this well the pre-orders that are coming out for dystopian wars and i was like it's becoming increasingly less of a nice job to be a sailor on a normal boat in dystopian Wars Mm. (laughs) when you could either be in an airship or a plane or in a massive walker or a submarine squid, which I think is probably a little bit better, and then you can just destroy all the sailors in the a middle, but they've submarine got the worst just so. squid. So, yeah, so. yeah. But
3: cool. you know, Ben, it it is, you know, the dystopian, age. some of those might just be straight up automata and they might not actually need crew. True. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's very, yeah. very true
3: yeah. indeed. You know, yeah, I'm guessing you're wanting to do it like the Iron Giant. That would be cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's one way of looking at it. Sticking it to the man. But yeah, um, it'll be fascinating to uh, get our hands on that and get it onto the table. We'll be doing a whole host of theme week things in the not too distant future. So keep an eye out for that. Important Mm -hmm. to note it's not replacing the Hunt for Prometheus.
1: No, they're both going to be out at the same time. In fact, I think that one comes out for pre order today, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Yeah. it's up for pre order today. Um, So yeah, depending on the fleet you want and the style you want you may want to pick one of the boxes over the other
3: yeah Uh, and it's it's nice that they've they've switched up the factions for it so if you were looking at the hunt from prometheus and you didn't like the two factions in there this is giving you like more choice for more ways to get in
0: anyway that's enough of that we don't want to spill our guts too soon
1: (laughs) not with a whole week coming gotta keep something back
0: But we uh, we will push on with the show, and the most important part of the show, it's time for the <gasps> Indie of the Week. Yay. Uh, and this week, we're going to be taking a look at Paymaster Games,
5: because
0: um, I'm like that. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting little indie. I found them when I was looking for suppliers of uh, a New Zealand-based game, actually you know the, this is the tangled web i weave through the internet uh so there's some really nice we've looked at them before uh mana games have got a range called primal uh tribal and brutal and it's oh, um, yeah. the, the Mari fighting in new zealand mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing and then supplements and expansions that go from there uh so i was looking for stockists closer to home to save having to ship things all the way from new zealand uh, and came across paymaster who stock them but they stock those rules as an aside to their own line uh, which is called going native warpath which is all about central south and mesoamerica uh, uh both wargaming humans and also a whole galvy bucket load an utter utter bucket load of mythological creatures almost all of which you have never heard of i mean I've i'm just said that saying it sharp. now you will not have heard of these uh occasionally you will you'll look at someone and go oh i've heard of a winged serpent before and then i'll go yeah but have you heard of the demon otters <laughs> you hadn't had you and demon yet they otters? exist uh they wow. people to the demon and drown them. yeah we'll get to the demon <laughs> otters in, the entire, in what, time
3: do, do, do they sneak into your hut and steal your baby
0: uh no they lure you down to the riverbank and then drown you knowing oh. otters and the fondness Lovely. of rocks they probably bash your heads in as well because otters uh. um but we'll start with we'll start with humans uh so in the main they are uh 28 mil and sort of historically accurate there are a few cutesy chibi looking things going on in some places um which are you know
1: this doesn't, doesn't look too chibi to me. No, no, no. They, they, <laughs> this is
0: this is one of the spot-on ones. You'll you'll see some of these later <laughs> on, especially in the Aztecs. Yeah, the, the, um, those
3: damn eyes, man. They bore right into you, look into your soulless, you know, insides of yourself.
0: Mm, but I, for a line of Polynesian and Mesoamerican figures, uh, there are not many companies out there doing them, so it's I nice to have another being. one. Uh, the range is mostly metal and resin. I say mostly. Ranges entirely resin and metal uh so you get um uh, a lot of the the 28mm style figures will be i need to find a place to put us i'm going to put us here so i can reach buttons there we go well done us um most of the the human figures were going to be metal and then the larger bits and pieces will be your uh, your resin so the the mythological creatures and that sort of thing uh, but they are absolutely darling. Is really are very nice. Yeah, I think it is. And
5: are they
3: mostly just focusing on the the tribal set of things for the miniatures, or are there any Europeans or conquistadors? Oh, oh no,
0: no, nobody cares about them. This is all before <laughs> into into tribe warfare. This is all tribal, tribal warfare all the time. Yeah, Europe Europe can jog on. Europe had not landed <laughs> on any Fair. of these shores at this stage. So Black well, I say gone. that there is i think some hawaiians with a british flag later on um, which which they may have (laughs) got off some shipwrecked people Uh, (laughs) we stole this (laughs) yeah yeah this this is ours now oh here Uh, we go this is
3: the stuff now
0: the tiny pictures pictures, i knew you'd like that
3: apparently a flashing line are you going to type in that going please give me bigger pictures
0: Mm no 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 why would i do that Pictures are sufficient. If the picture is too small for you people, put your nose closer to the screen. It will increase the size of the picture. There you. Enhance. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Seawolf is particularly interesting. Oh, really? oh my God. What? That's adorable. Yeah. Is yeah. it
2: like a dolphin lion?
3: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> did a, a lion and a dolphin get drunk?
2: Uh, what well, it could be. It's lovely. Whatever oh, it is. Man.
3: The details are gorgeous
0: on this. I assume these are all taken from kind of like folklore or history yeah. from from the islands and, and things. Which and this is, nice. is the interesting yeah. thing because they're delving into some really—I wouldn't say forgotten—because obviously people know about it, but the West-centric idea oh, of oh. us means that we often don't look at a lot of tribal legends yeah. and myths in as much detail as the people themselves. So. So they've got that, but then they've also had to go and work out how they would look. In some cases, you know that very the, the Incan and Aztec style of, of carving? Mm. So they've used things like that and then had to try and work out how this creature would actually look when rendered right, yeah. in, in three I, dimensions properly.
1: I, mean, I suspect this creature isn't really there and they're just high as kites.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a beautiful drape.
1: It's
0: very
3: Disney, I'm going to say that, for that particular creature.
0: It is a little bit. That's that's the Seawolf. I mean, you say yeah. that's Disney. The,
5: Disney. Well, the the you you they also get the, the background
0: on them as well, so you can oh, see well, here. Oh, that's
5: nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, after an epic battle, Vasco was able to kill the ill-tempered monster. So, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a small anklet cub, only a oh, couple of weeks she old. she adopted it. So oh, she adopted lovely. it after butchering yeah. that. And then, <laughs> after butchering mum... Still the kids <laughs> and trained it to kill their enemies. Sorry. It reminds it reminds me of the people who've done the
2: realistic drawings of what are uh, uh, based on the illuminations from kind of Christian manuscripts yes. and things, which I think is hilarious. So, <laughs> but it's nice to see that done in a different way and uh, putting together interesting um, folklore stuff from a, a place
0: that we don't really know. Well, I don't really know, know much about, no. so it's pretty really cool. So, no, I, I haven't got a, a notion. Every now and again, I'll I'll see something or read something that'll show you, you know, a small snapshot into a specific thing, whether it's an island or what have you. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of it is completely, completely exciting and new to me. There's a stone thrower. Do you Inver- do you know if the the yoyos? <laughs> do you, you know if the games yu-yos.
2: themselves that. These can be kind of used for. Are they like warbandy style games?
0: So 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 their own game, um going native mm-hmm. uh, is is very much a warband uh thing as a, and then primal and brutal and tribal that they've they've bought in from mana are mm-hmm. are the same. So you're you're looking for a small model count, but then yeah. you also have the ability to expand those with a whole host of uh interesting uh, creatures i suppose yeah. is the best way to put it so having them having the range
2: be a really nice selection of kind of individual modules that have that kind of unique feel to them it's of yeah. the
0: way definitely the way to go so yeah that's cool and then there's i mean uh mythic americas for warlords of airban of it course as well. yeah, yeah so this is a, yeah. another place that you can pick up models for that if you're already playing that if that's your your bag also i really like the fact that you can get built. Um, but my dad, my, my, dad no, my dad has a friend
2: who's an artist who built a totem pole in his back garden he was told he couldn't build an extension but that didn't extend to him doing anything in his garden so he just built a massive totem pole <laughs> and screwed <laughs> off his neighbors for,
0: for months basically
3: uh, flipping well the
2: bird to the council uh, it's <laughs> <much> <laughs>
0: flipping the birds
3: <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> he could build a garden room as long as it isn't attached to his house he doesn't necessarily need planning permission just make or a or
2: little it. make a little gap
1: you only need I mean, planning like, permission once you connect it to your house, as, uh, long, as, you stay,
3: as long as you stay within certain guidelines. Yeah. yeah, that, and you don't need planning permission if it's bolted to the ground because then it's a temporary structure. There you go. You're right. we're, we're learning. Right.
0: We're, we're learning,
2: right. learning to
3: do. <laughs> but speaking speaking of flipping the bird, Jerry, just I hope he doesn't have any Scottish friends who're going to come around and just look at it and go, "That's a nice keeper." <laughs>
0: that is <laughs> sh- shocking. shocking. Yeah. Into Absolutely the neighbor's garden. Shocking. Oh wow!
2: I love that Moctezuma. Montezuma. Oh my oh, God, days. Yeah.
0: Oh, get to Montezuma. The Aztec officer. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the original line started back in 2012. Um, Mm -hmm. The first Kickstarter was launched to sort of start building the line and
2: and
0: just the first game. Um, And then they've had a couple since then to expand it, and you can see the sort of progression of sculpting. Wow. Montezuma is the bomb.
3: I mean, Dem is some very big feathers or palm leaves or whatever. (laughs) I'm not sure if you get a bird with feathers that big.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and and then you can cast Monty Zuma's Revenge on the people coming at you.
2: <laughs> Again. Oh, these are great. I love these. The so you could fantastic. use these alongside the
0: plastic stuff from War, War Games, Games Atlantic. If yeah. the scales
2: work out, I suppose. The, yeah. the
0: scales are very good for these to yeah. match into War Games Atlantic, yeah. yeah. Um, because they're both 20, 28 mil and both realistically proportioned. Um, War Games Atlantic's historic ranges are slightly smaller than their, their yeah. sci-fi and fantasy, because they don't need that ridiculous, heroic nonsense going on. You just want people who look like people. I I've... thought i Sorry, go on, Justin.
2: Well, I was just
3: looking yeah, at them and the thinking, one. It, it's kind of nice to see that they're not just going that, that pure fantasy. People. The
0: world's first onesie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it's the world's first onesie, but they were fans of it. Like i say so there, there are occasional a little chibi thing uh but in the main they're all good in the hood yeah. can we can you open up that coyote officer. oh uh, yeah i'll get it's to the coyote so cool. officer yeah. don't don't you worry do you know what to oh. see the general first though
2: oh that's cool i wonder if that was like their, is that i assume that's kind of like a standard mm. for them i guess yeah yeah
3: well, I mean, whenever you're in the jungles and everything's green, having something bright yellow That's and true. red it makes yeah. it easier to find the boss. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm
1: Bad. Thing. I love that. I'm mm. guessing you could mix these in with the mythic. What is it? The mythic Americas from
0: America, yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Although foot on steps. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you know, except there are plenty just, of them about. Just, just say That's
2: the the first bit of El Dorado somewhere in the, the depths of a jungle somewhere. So. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, wow, what the hell are those things with the snaky? Oh, my days.
3: Calling up spirit snakes to bite your enemies in the face.
2: Wow. I love that. I mean, That's it's great. tiny, but I love that. <laughs> I, I, I always remember uh, reading, a uh, I think it was a Horrible Histories years mm-hmm. and years ago, where I first learned about those weapons they had with the sort of obsidian blades on the, the end. Macawattles. And just how utterly deadly they are. And I was like,
0: oh my God. Obsidian (laughs) is, because you think it's a club, but it's not really, because obsidian is incredibly sharp when it's, it's, um, at work, trying to remember, napped into blades. So yeah, it's, it's like like an axe in a way. Yeah. A sword. Yeah.
3: This is a really dark volcanic rock we're talking
2: about. Yeah. 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 It's it's, a type of glass.
3: As soon as one blunt, you just, you know, knock it out, put a fresh one in.
5: Yeah.
2: I remember this amazing, there was an, a fantastic illustration in this history book where it was just this Aztec or Mayan warrior just wading through sort of European colonists killing them all with his, <laughs> with his weapon and I was like, wow, that's amazing, that's really cool. I, I want one of those. <laughs> Speaking of Europeans, do they do anything to go along with
1: this or do they just do the Aztec side of things?
0: No, it's all tribal stuff so if, um, if I pop back to here, see. So you've the two sort of biggest ranges are the Pacific Northwest and Aztec. But if I yeah. get to Moore, more. More? In fact, uh, I better just move us out of the way completely here because whenever I click on more, you'll see what else is coming in. Oh. oh okay. So some of these will repeat because when you hit the spirit beasts, depending on the proximity of tribes or where they met each other, obviously stuff moved back and forth because you may get um, – some bits and pieces kicking around, but you've got Hawaiian, Incan, Inuit, Maori, Mayan. Some of them may only be a couple of models, uh, and other ones are sort of more uh, rounded out,
5: especially when we hit the spirit beast sort of neck of the woods.
0: Oh, wow. there's, there's one of the more recent ones for the Hawaiian. I really, I really like that. Put on Tiki head. <laughs> just, just screaming Atlantis there, isn't it? All you yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what was I gonna say? All you wrong people out there who think Atlantis started things? They didn't. It's not true. <laughs> they don't <laughs> have Easter Island though. <laughs> oh. They unfortunately they don't.
5: Although the um some of the
0: island ones may be I'm trying to remember who migrated to Easter Island. It'll come to me, or won't.
5: People have cut down all the trees and then died off. Mm.
0: That's how. Well, they, they needed to move those heads.
1: Yeah. Like, they, you know. Who did? De- who decided? Oh, there's the last tree.
3: What will we do with that? I ah, cut it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I remember laughs> just an iceberg. Just
3: a, nice like a, yeah. <laughs> a drama doc of it, and there was actually a scene in it where they were dragging one of the heads along on the trees to roll them, and one of them was going, "It's too hard to pull them." There's too much friction. And the guy just literally picks up a bit of fruit out of someone's hand and just goes, put that in there, squish. Okay, now it'll move. On you go. So not only are we not doing the trees, we're not doing food. <laughs> that's, how the, that's how this story's going.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me just move away from humans. Like I say, there are other bits and pieces in there. It's really offensive. We're all going to be over here today. I'm just saying. That's where we live now. And if you can't see that, it's because I've just moved all of us on the screen. I, I want to have a look at the more interesting things. Your spirity beasts. Of which there are many. Ooh. Like I say, some overlap, some don't. So there's there's your answer to the what that cub was that uh, she she stole. Oh so that's ah, the that's the mummy. That's mummy. It's an orca wolf or wow. I mean a whale.
3: It, ho- this is what I expect whenever I see this, like a bad horror movie of land shark. That's what I expect <laughs> it to look like.
2: Interesting. Land they, terrible. They do call they do call orcas like sea wolves of the sea, don't they? So hmm. that's pretty neat. Or that well, kind, kind of killer so.
3: yeah. Oh, it still us a they, blowhole. They believe orcas <laughs> and whales and dolphins all actually evolved from a wolf-like creature. Oh.
2: It's wow, just, I'm I'm learning lots of things. <laughs> Better
1: that's just puffing magic smoke out of us both all the time. <laughs>
2: Look at that Wendigo. I like that because it goes into the slightly more sort of unique take on the well, the original you take on yeah. the Wendigo, which I think is really nice, for it. it's the people that kind of <laughs> eat flesh and stuff. I think it's really nice. Yeah, cool. And has got ah. that
3: big distended belly where he's, yeah, just, yeah. he's just finished up somebody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Looks like uh, one of the werewolves from the Howling. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, what is? Sususil, the great sea serpent, which is Pacific Northwest. Wow. Clouded, apparently. i like, say most of them, or in fact, all of them, have a little text paragraph below mm. where you can find out a little bit about them
2: the U2 viewers can go to their web store and learn lots more about parts of the world that you probably didn't know anything about
3: so. yeah or if you're just suddenly there going what the hell is that
0: you <laughs> can find out i just love i love i love the things that we never see or hear about yeah, yeah, I love yeah. stuff like this mm-hmm. uh, it's the same with uh east asian mythology as well whenever you find out about you know like floating spines and stuff like that you're going that oh, well that's just great why did nobody tell me about floating spine things coming at you before
2: i i i love the idea of like a monk meeting like a pacific islander and going and then going ah so who's who, who do you pray to oh i pray to uh, a nice man with a beard what do you pray to i pray to a massive mask that has massive snakes that come out the side of it
0: yep. oh oh fair enough <laughs> also i'd stay away from the stay away from the lake there because Yeah, Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's like Canadian Nessie, then I guess.
3: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. wow! The actual sculpt on that is fabulous. Yeah, it really is.
5: Yeah,
0: and and that's—I think this is where it really shines. Even if you're not interested in playing tribal warfare in America and the islands, there's a lot of stuff that could be used for other fantasy gaming in amongst these.
1: I like its little fins.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's very delicate. It's very cute.
1: When um, do we get to the when do we get to the um, crystal skulls and aliens?
0: There is a there is a crystal skull. <laughs> oh where's he live? Is it in the Mesoamerican? It's actually in like a, a golem-like construct where the skull sits um, in the middle of the chest. There it is. I'm so glad you brought that up, Lloyd. Otherwise I may not have gone there. So <laughs> oh, crystal skull lives that's in the middle.
2: Amazing.
0: And I mean for Oathmark. But Lloyd uses a yeah. construct coming at you like Cleopatra.
3: The greatest warrior of the tribe shall never rest, shall never die. He shall defend us forever and just that spirit's just like i'm dead just let me rest <laughs> i mean it
0: just again it has a very fantasy it does um, yeah. feel yeah but with that um very distinct styling I, to it
3: i didn't expect that
0: yeah. I didn't expect it. That's and, where that
3: would go, and yet you asked for
2: it. Oh, <laughs> I like I like the little I like the fact that it has all the extra heads sort of built into it, so it feels like it's like all the different spirits come together kind of thing. Yeah. It feels it feels like the the inspiration that mm. Games Workshop got for when they were building the Aussie Ark Bone Re, Bone Reapers, mm. where they have all that kind of feel of lots of multiple spirits come together into one being, which I think mm. obviously draws into sort of I've mythology seen from our different
3: work places of these before.
0: Oh, they've a whole host. There's more, there's more than just uh, Quetzalcoatl, as far as winged serpents go in their mythology, and they have a lot of them. So there's whole, whole slew of these, and uh, mm. they look absolutely stonk Oh man, that's cool! How's that for the size of a picture, Lloyd? Huh? <laughs>
3: Happy be... wait. Are those jaws on its joints? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Teethies.
0: It eats with every elbow, element of its body. When you get an elbow in the face and it bites you. <laughs> I think yeah. that's how that goes.
1: Look how you get drawn into its arms. See them hands that grab you.
0: These at the back? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but again, another... Eating
1: from both ends at the same time,
3: Ben. Eating from every angle, I think you'll find.
1: <laughs>
0: another interesting, you know, legendary or mythological beast that we wouldn't, wouldn't hear of anything about them at all obviously great like I say there's some of your other feathered serpents so Tetlicotl Suicotl mixocotl. so there's, there's like a fire one. serpent and all sorts they're all really nice sculpts as well I want to see some of the other interesting things Otters Otters
2: we are the death otters
0: <laughs> looks <laughs> like yeah, a displacer beast
2: we've that's got cool.
3: spines yeah. it's <laughs> almost like it's has got a saw blade down it's bloody back
0: fear the otter <laughs> I've been saying this for some time it's a big beast as well wow to, oh, uh, God.
3: I, I, I was thinking it was just like many oh, tiny otters no, was, coming after you how do you think they
0: how do you think they lure people into the river and drown them if they're just tiny <laughs> otters? because
3: no, they're you, tiny and small and cute and you don't think oh, they do much to you
0: oh these ones well you know they're still cute to a certain extent but they'll have you i love that their tails are hands
3: that's great mm. Mm. Although, why it has leaves on its back, I don't know.
0: Might not be leaves. It might be uh, a whole range of ears. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're oars and uh, tiny yeah. Vikings are inside propelling it forward. Uh, so, you know, there are many uh, reasons for this to exist. Who knows?
3: Uh, the new mythology, Born of Jerry.
0: Yep.
1: I like okay. the ears idea. It's turning around, listening to all over the place. Oh, that would yeah. be
0: really creepy as well. Uh, yeah.
3: What's that where Jaguar? Second row, third end. This one? Yes.
0: So they do a couple uh, wear creatures, and they all come with human and then wear form. I like that, which is is nice. So I think there's another wear jaguar, very well proportioned wear beast as well. I know you like the wear well proportionedness. I do like well proportionedness. Yes,
3: (laughs) and its tail is ever so fluffy.
0: There is on a big Olmec head as well. Mm. See enough Olmec heads for training let's change that
3: well I mean you can email them because clearly it's a separate component just get them to spin out a bunch for you
0: oh I want full Olmec heads as well uh, the turtle demon is also an interesting creature again feathered
3: uh, and quite happily carrying twin obsidian daggers
0: mm. and this is something you see on some of the serpents as well and it's sort of reflecting the art where they have the hollow ends to the tail so you're not entirely certain if it's a
3: if it's part of the creature or something
1: part of the creature or
0: something attached to it. Yeah, it's, yeah, um,
3: be like a wind up toy. You know, whenever it starts just, attacking, you just just super glued on the end, <laughs> like like cactuses. I got some
1: cacti from B and Q that were flowering. And I was like, oh, they're really pretty. So I bought them. Six yeah. months later, the flowers are still there. And then I realized, oh, they've glued the flowers on the top of these cactus. <laughs> so hang on, real plant, fake flower. Yeah, real plant, <laughs> fake, fake flower glued onto the top.
0: Wow. Wow, we'll be in queue. So these are um, Polynesian. Uh, and, uh, A Monstrous clam, oh my days.
5: I, I've heard that name before. Oh. Who are too
0: high? Who are to high? So as you can see there, giant clam. Again, human for scale. I like how the coyote warrior is always used for scale. <laughs> uh, he's getting into all sorts of bother yeah. that coyote warrior.
2: <laughs> I, I
3: mean, he's had enough of his home village, he goes out into the world and it's just hijinks
0: ensue. And again, it's you know, it's something is it gonna find a lot of use in some things? Probably not.
1: I mean, if but you're playing
0: Deep Wars, but the the fact that they've you know they've made the specific things for the Polynesian tribes um, mm-hmm. to tie them with their game, great. And you know, if you you can find a use for it, you can find a use for it. I'll find a use for it Night Stalker army. Don't you worry. That'd be my, awesome. my tridal realms. Just
1: completely beat your opponent with clams.
4: Clams, <laughs> and,
1: then, and then you could be like, "What a calamity!"
0: Hey, oh, then, <laughs> but then also things like uh, that had to be. Uh, well. I, I suppose yeah. some form of pygmy or. No, like thing's like the. It's, I mean, it's, it's
3: kind of like a Samoan version of the Smurfs. <laughs> you have just offended so many
0: people, I'm sure. Samoan Smurfs. They've got their uh, surfboards.
1: That's that's not really fair. They're teasing us with the surfboard, but there's no actual surfing ones.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe
5: next Kickstarter,
0: get a whole bunch, convert
5: your own. They are lovely. And oof. it's the ogre. See, there's the villain. This feels like a, a kid's 90s cartoon.
0: How do you know he's the villain? We're going to scroll down and read what it says about him, and it'll like, turn out to be a protector of the tribes. <laughs> Probably. The most gracious ogre you've
5: ever known. Hmm? With a hairy back. <laughs> That's so not look, with having a hairy back. I wouldn't know. It's because you're waxed. Speed in the water. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that's a weird little critter. Gecko.
2: The gecko. Ooh. I really like this because it, it kind of speaks to the idea that they did... Well, it's the same like thing that happens in, ev- in every corner of the world, is that people stepped out of their, you know their lovely hovels and went, oh, look at all these strange and weird creatures. They must clearly be gods of some kind. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And they've just become part of, uh, you know, folklore and legend. I think it's great. I
3: mean, nice. it's it was a little bit Ghostbusters, where they walk out, they see it, and their friend goes, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Don't touch it. Why? It could be a god. Don't touch it. It could be a god.
0: <laughs> Never touch it. Just check what the ogre is. Oh, it's not going to tell me the ogre is. Uh-oh. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to believe he's, he's evil then. Mm-hmm. That's how that one goes. But yeah, um, like I say, there's more to explore. Very cool, range, mm-hmm. But it's really just it's a difficult. case of diving in yourselves and having a look through and seeing what's in there. Um I've I've not seen gameplay, although I have seen uh, Obscurities in Miniature. It's a really good YouTube channel if people like weird stuff like I do. He has a, a whole chunk of these and has done some unboxings on them. So I've seen the actual production casts on his, his site. Cool. And the resin casting is absolutely exquisite, especially we've seen a lot of greens there. And it's very easy to sculpt lots of teeth and open mouth on a serpent. Uh, when you're just sculpting it, because you don't have to worry about it, but the actual casts uh, reflect the detail in it. Um, so awesome. it's top notch as well. And I'll probably be picking a few bits and pieces up for my Trident Realms for reasons. Best and there are, there are games to play these with as well, which is also important. Yeah, the... uh, either their own going native Warpath or yeah. um, Tribal. Uh, or I suppose you could also use Primeval supplement do they have for tribal any, as well.
1: Do they have any like PDF? previews or anything like that
0: unfortunately not no damn yes. can you buy them I, as pdf or do you have you to can buy, buy it as, you can buy as a pdf and as a physical book so it's uh, lloyd's going to go straight to the mana press website now, so. <laughs> Twenty twenty-five dollars for going native uh, physical copy and 20 dollars for the pdf uh, and i think there's multiple supplements now as well and it's like a little bundle so they're all included in that
1: and that's yeah. all, all by Paymaster
0: Games, wasn't it? All by Paymaster Games, with the exception of the Primal stuff, which they, like I say, they sell for mana from uh, New Zealand. But yeah, the, the, all the miniatures are definitely worth a look over, and uh, especially with so many people exploring Mesoamerican Aztecs recently, um, there's a lot of excellent-looking character models that you can add to your your warbands and uh, nations there as well. Even if you're not playing those games, so check them out. Oh, sweet. We'll have a little tip. We'll take a little break and come back for the news. Coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> all right, we're back for the news. And this week, Ben, we are kicking things off with the golden age of piracy.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, so the folks at Firelock Games are now taking pre orders for everything that you would want to dive into, Raise the Black. Um, leading the way from this, uh, especially sort of building on the Kickstarter and delivering to everybody else, uh, these are the pre-orders, well, starting out with the Blackbeard versus Maynard two-player starter set. He's uh, a man oh, who's happy in his job, isn't he? Oh, yes. <laughs> Very much Today so. is a
3: good day. <laughs>
2: Uh, Maynard looking a little bit haggard there Uh, Mm. but yes so this is the big new starter set to get you stuck into blood and plunder Um, it comes with a bunch of plastic models yes plastic models this is the big focus of this stuff Um, to get you started you're going to get crews two full crews for the Royal Navy and the Pirates and you'll also get the name characters of Blackbeard and Maynard themselves set also (laughs) the set also comes with two plastic sloops, as you can see there, looking very nice indeed. Um, it's really fun to see all this stuff coming together from the folks at Firelock. They've done a, a, a sterling job on all of this. Uh, and then you also get everything you'll need to get started. So you've got the rule book uh, There's also a the, um, uh, bunch of extra stuff for Raise the Black and scenarios and that kind of things as well. There's tokens. There's a mat.
0: Everything you need to get started, including all of the gobbins, which is Double, the most important. Double-sided mat as well, so if it is a not double-sided map playing yeah. a more. Uh, in fact, we'll just pop that open there for a moment. If you want to play we- just on land, you're mostly yeah. getting this. Can we go um,
1: back to the plastic sprue bit where the ships come out? That was
0: interesting. No, no. <laughs> that was interesting. i, Definitely I want to talk about the mat. We'll yeah. get to your... But the mat will still be there. Oh, no, the It might not be, though. I don't know how YouTube works. <laughs> what, are you I'm, worried on the on ship
3: that. is going to get built and seal away?
0: Uh, the other side is uh, a more ocean with little mini islets on it. Yes. Um, and then they've also got the 2D terrain. Uh, Which is double-sided as iron. Well. And again, yep. it's double-sided, so you've got scatter for your, your table, so you if you are just starting straight into it, you can do it that way. Yeah. Now, I'll show you the ships since you no, no love in the room.
2: Ooh, plastic <laughs> ships,
0: just sandwich those holes together and away you go, basically. So, yeah. that's why they've had to go for such a big box a box that could also be lived in, um, in your back <laughs> garden. Once that box arrives, men, at your house men, men, and many, 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 many others is, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You said you were buying anything else, just this one box. No, to the back garden to live in it.
3: Yeah, um, but come home to your message, just like love. You know, you said I could buy one thing this month. I bought a thing. It's big thing, but it's one thing, so it's only one thing.
2: It's One thing with many things in it. Yeah, yeah. It's there's the way a pirate should be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, as well as the sort of big main start set that comes with all the the good stuff to get you going in the game. Um, There's also a couple of additional things as well. So obviously we saw the Raise the Black expansion book there, which is going to come with all the additional stuff that you'll need to be playing out stuff during this golden age of uh, piracy and the sort of 18th century and stuff. Then you'll also have new um, sort of gubbins and accessories as well. So there's the unit and characters card decks, which will have all the stats for all of your characters. Uh, and then this is a Raise the Black sort of deluxe activation deck, uh, which sort of like takes the place of a normal activation deck from them, really. But it comes with all of the all the details have kind of been shrunk into the corners, um, so that it's basically the art is front and center more or less, uh, which I think is really nice. And it obviously means that if you're a veteran, you won't need to know too much about all the details in the corners and things, so you can just use these in your games, which is very nice.
3: Sweet. I mean just very quickly being able to look and go ITV, okay, here's what we get, and off we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: And then uh, beyond that, you've also got loads of new sets of plastic miniatures as well. So, this again was the big focus of the the big Kickstarter campaign they did uh, Mm. that is finally delivering to a lot of people. Uh, Some folks have even managed to get their hands on some of these bits Mm. and pieces, which is nice. Uh, But yeah, so you're going to get the Pirates of Legends box, which comes with a bunch of named characters in it for you to use in your games, um, as is the big thing with um, everything from Blood and Plunder and Firelock. Everything is very specifically historically focused mm. but with the idea of giving you an action-packed experience at the same time so you're going to be doing some learning while you're doing some playing which is always nice um, you also get a bunch of additional box sets for soldiers militia sailors native americans and cavalry which is really nice uh, and because of the way that these sets have been put together you could use them to match any of the nationalities that were fighting during and the period these are all well. plastic these are all plastic that's a up update every-
3: I'm curious to see just how modular they are, or if they're like single toes.
0: They were quite modular. Um, torso, legs together, separate heads, separate arms, uh, certainly for the sailors that I've seen. Um, um, I imagine that, if they were doing that for the sailors, they'll probably have gone the whole hog and, and done that across the board for the rest of them as I mean, well.
3: That, that'll be cool, because then you can get some excellent variation in there. Yep. And if you want a third slip, you can just go get a third slip.
2: Exactly, yeah. Look, Jerry, all
3: the rigging for you to do. Yep, not
5: happening.
2: <laughs> you will, I think you have to get your own sails as well, because I don't think the sails come in the kits. Although that, we haven't really seen an in in-depth look at the, the, the plastic sprues themselves properly yet, but I'm sure once they start to come out in kind of December time, mm. we'll so, be able to just tell you what you need to do with them. Is but.
1: there two, two styles of one sloop in each in one box there? Is the sails and things are different on those two. It slopes. gives you enough to make
2: an 18th century sloop. Mm. I don't know what that means in terms of rigging and how you set things up. I assume you can, based on the way that looks. But yeah. Well, I
3: mean, <laughs> your, your hull ships are very different there.
2: Maybe that's two different ships. Maybe one's a resin ship, one's a plastic ship. I don't know. I don't know the difference between a ship and a normal frigate, whatever. So, <laughs> Well, it like looks
1: it. like one hull, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the rounded front.
3: Yeah. Is, if you look at the main deck there. Yeah,
2: so it'll be the one that's on the left of that box image. Mean, yeah, right so
1: it's probably good. going to be one. Well, it'd be a nice surprise if there was two flavours in it, but it would probably be very
3: expensive to tool up twice. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I you'd be tooling up, so the front hull had to be in, what, well, four sections overall for the hull. Yeah. But very yeah. cool.
2: So, yeah, um, so this is going to be basically the big new revamp revamp of everything for uh, Blood and Plunder. You'll be able to dive in, pick up that new two-player starter set, supplement everything with those additional plastic kits that are coming out as well, paint them in whichever nationality you wish to do so. One of the nice things about this as well is it kind of pushes things towards that kind of queens Anne's War and the French-Indian War and that kind of stuff as well. So there's a big reason to include your Native Americans into the mix, fighting alongside pretty much every one of the nations, really. Uh, and that also means you can go and explore a lot of the Books that Farlock have been working on uh, as well over the last little while as well. Um, yeah. So,
3: uh, if, if you're looking to get into some of the history of it on Netflix, there is a, a show, uh, "The Lost Pirate Kingdom," which actually goes through what was happening during that time period. So, if you want is a that, very easy way to start digging into the history, it's there for you. Is that that sort of dramatized documentary thing? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So like it, Vikings it, it starts, but for pirates, like, kind of. But it, it no, just, it's like it a sort documentary, the,
1: the flavor slash thing at the same time. Yeah. Rather than just a story. Yeah. But it's again,
3: it, it's an easy way to get that flavor.
1: It's go. nice to see it come to fruition because that was talked about a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's the event it's massively yeah. got in the way. Yeah. yeah. Are, are we just calling it the
3: event now?
1: Yeah. Is that, is, okay. <laughs> I think
0: everybody's been calling it the event Remain Doors, for some time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh,
2: as I say, um, pre-orders are available for all of this stuff right now. Uh, You can go and check it out on various independent stocks and that kind of thing at the same time as over on Firelock. And, uh, yeah, uh, you'll be able to pick it up in December, all being well, uh, when everything
0: delivers. Crimble Tide. Yeah. Yeah. Winterville is the a piratical. i
1: to see what the other side of the mat looks like because I'm thinking, oh, there's another mat option if it's just islands that you could use with the dystopian wars box that we were just looking at at the start of the show.
0: I was going to yeah. show you, but it's in next door. So because I know Warcraft will
1: have their own sea mats, mm. but it's always nice to have a variety of yeah. stuff just
3: chucked on. I'm down. wondering have they designed the mats to be modular so you could pop two of them together to expand your gaming area if you wanted to do. I big imagine battles. you could do.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. they'd be quite I mean, big you can islands go back to back.
0: Like. Mm. On that one, sea yeah. sea or lamp to lamp.
5: yeah,
0: yeah. And, and the other one is the other one is just the oak and iron sea uh, mat mm. with little eyelets on it. So. Mm. so, yeah, it works works either way. Yeah, it it's the
1: eyelets one that I'm thinking Marry of. two of
0: them up, mm. mm-hmm. right. Shall we take a look at what Night Models have been up to, Ben?
2: Yeah, um, so another month and another set of releases for both the Batman and DC miniature game. Um, so we start off with everything Batman related, uh, and the first of these is a 10th anniversary miniature for Death in the Family and also Eat the it. Joker. So yes, this is the Joker beating up poor old Todd. Well, there is a not, lot of people not said on poor old we- Todd at all. As a, a lot of people are like, "Screw Todd." Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'd like to
0: point out that is what the fans wanted. True, it is. They voted for it. That is. Yeah, they yeah, voted yeah. for Todd <laughs> to be beaten with a crowbar and then exploded, and they got yeah. exactly what they wanted. So I'm all so, for yeah. this. So yes, and now you can you can
2: uh, recreate that memorable moment uh, mm. in this wonderful little diorama slash vignette of the Joker beating up Robin. Uh, which I think is very cool. <laughs> you say beating oh, up; it so looks quit. like beating to death. Well, yes, but that well, is no. Yeah, he did
0: beat yeah. him to death. He left him there. He was still alive when the bomb went off. Yeah, mm. fair. I you want know, to make that yeah. incredibly clear.
2: So, if you want to play sad Batman, I mean, Batman's always <laughs> sad. But if you want to play <laughs> Batman, really sad Batman, sad Batman. Uh, then
0: uh, you've extra got some interesting players. Yeah,
2: and I, I just love the expression on the Joker's face there. I think it's amazing. I think it's really nice. And Another
0: uh, man happy in his work. <laughs> very much I mean, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, you just hear Mark Hamill laughing. <laughs> I never really noticed that it was all
1: scales on Robin's pants before.
0: Uh, it depends on the Robin. When
1: you look at it on yes. the artwork, it's just like he's packing a load of hair down there. <laughs> but I didn't realise it was actual scales. I
0: do S- have to wonder S- why, are sometimes they, sometimes why are the, why
3: are the short stuff. shorts so
0: short? Because he's a gymnast and he needs yeah. <laughs> flexibility. So. are the, the flying... <laughs> yeah. What, well, show that he didn't miss leg
2: day? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, the it, flying it, Graysons want to show off their
0: yeah. Actually, although that was obviously not not jason todd he was just made wear oh yes of course wear the hand-me-downs jason (laughs) you were never fit to wear those have these been washed alfred no
3: they've been slightly loved
0: uh joker's not alone now
2: no yes um so as well as the new fancy joker model there are also a bunch of additional miniatures for you to include in your joker gang um so you've got the street jesters who are dealing out some street justice. <laughs> um, so they come on with a whole bunch of wacky and weird weapons. Um, you've got a whole bunch of strange launchers and fireworks and all sorts of different things for causing chaos on the uh, the tabletop. They seem perfectly fit for Batman to beat up, which I think is quite yep. nice. Um, it's also really good to see them in like interesting kind of fighting poses. Mm. I always love seeing that in these skirmish games where it looks like they could be rushing around the street beating people up. Very cool
0: yeah John full on uh, comic book style, exactly
2: well. yeah.
0: right. and then we also
2: have the gas puppets, so yes, uh say the Joker has released some of his uh trademark gas into the landscape and turned mm. some of the poor denizens of Gotham into howling clowns. now Batman's got to deal with this, sad batman, so yes, sad <laughs> batman. <laughs> Uh, so send send Batman out onto the streets and maybe put together an interesting scenario where he isn't actually trying to like take these people out properly. He's trying to like deliver like an inoculation or something. So it means that you can't just beat them up because you know Batman can't just beat up a bunch of random civilians. Well, yeah, but I suppose he, he can. can. But yeah,
3: <laughs> if, if, <laughs> but if uh, they're attacking him,
2: you, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: he's not just going to be like pushing the back wing. No civilian, no, <laughs> go away civilian. I uh, well, that guy I is love the flying tackle. Yeah, he is yeah. all in. He really is. I, yeah. I mean, flying through the air like a John Woo
2: movie. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a really fun little set. Uh, it's a little bit, something a little bit different and kind of throws some interesting ideas into the mix for scenarios, which is always good to Yeah, see. like you say, you can use them
0: for scenarios and objective yeah. markers objective because markers the rather than Batman Manager's game yeah. is all about generally finding the clues and doing the yeah. objectives on the tabletop. It's not a, just a complete beatdown. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, a nice, nice variation. Uh, we also have some,
2: uh, well, we have an ally uh, uh, for Batman in the shape of Alfred Pennyworth, who is uh, holding his master's cowl and cape at the ready uh, for him. Or perhaps something has happened to Sad Batman, and he's now also sad and broken, uh, mm. which is probably what's happened, as Jerry was informing earlier. So, I've,
0: I've <laughs> yeah. seen that picture before in a comic, and yes. I can't remember yeah. which one it's from, but I have a sneaking suspicion it might be after uh, Batman got... His back broke by pain. But regardless, you, I, the clock is where he uh, walks down from the mansion into the Bat Cave. So he could just be standing there with the counter cape at the ready. Going out tonight, Master Bruce. Fairby. I don't know, because
3: I, I kind of imagine him standing there going, Excuse me, Master Bruce, why, why did I find this in the wardrobe in the
2: master bedroom? Eh. He wears, it. He wears now, it to impress the ladies. <laughs>
1: he's, he's peed off because he's picked it up off the bathroom floor again.
3: <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, be difficult yeah. is to launder flexible Kevlar. That is true, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, a, very, a very fun little miniature. Um, it would be nice. re- really nice to see like a vignette diorama done of this, of like Batman- Sans the cowl and cape, walking yeah. towards Alfred to put it on, I think that'd be really cool. Um, I don't know if you could maybe chop and change one of the existing Batman miniatures in the range or something, but that would be. Very it's very nice.
0: doable. The Batman miniatures game that just came out with emo Batman. Uh, oh yes. played by Patterson has yes. got has got <laughs> a you know uh, a maskless version. Oh, there of, we go. Then. In it as ah, well. Perfect. Also, if anybody can remember what comic this is from, post it below because it's annoying me, and I'll have to yeah. just start rereading my back <laughs> How much to find it. Just to find
2: and that the one take, cell.
0: That will take me a while. <laughs> anyway.
2: Uh, we also have another villain uh, because, you know, the Batman world is full of villains. And this is Calculator. Nah. Um,
0: <laughs> it all adds up to a lose for you, Batman. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've ever seen this guy. Does he just write boobs on his forehead? That- I did think that, <laughs> that was is probably the what thing. he did, yes.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, whenever he needs to defend himself, just punches in shell.
2: <laughs> um, so, yes, Calculator... Uh, a bit of a weird villain. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have probably seen him, but he's, he is quite a mastermind. He can control technology uh, from afar and use it to, to his own ends. So, you know, in this, in this new age, he'd be a deadly foe. So.
3: So, yes, I was going to say, his superpower is basically Wi-Fi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes.
3: That's his, that's his superpower. But, but like, when He it, has Wi-Fi. But when his original superpower was probably like, I'm
1: going to fax you. <laughs> I'm going to fax you a nasty
2: message. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Your so page has feeling... been going off all day, yeah. Batman. It's so annoying, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> and obviously his backstory is he was born in Texas because he's a Texas <laughs> instrument.
3: Oh. Um. Oh, so hang on. Yeah. Under the mask, it's Sheldon Cooper.
0: Speaking Under of atrocious it. jokes.
2: Yes. So, yes. Um, leading the way for the Red Lanterns is... A villain and you definitely know he's a villain because his name is atrocitus so you know why would you not want to include him skulls uh, i see skulls bad guy i see skulls uh so yes he is the lord of rage uh for you to use with the red lanterns i don't know too much more about this particular character but obviously he's going to be an interesting foe for you to put against mm-hmm. the likes of superman and the rest of the justice league um but talking of what? Heroes, villains, huh? We also have another set, which includes Supergirl and Guy Gardner. So this is Supergirl, as you know, Supergirl, uh, and Guy Gardner, who is the Green Lantern, who have put on red rings to do some fighting, which is a very interesting twist mm. in the tale. So, yeah, very okay. Cool
3: th- this is maybe a very noob question, Jerry, but how
0: many colours of lantern ring are there? Um, all of the rainbow, plus a couple of additionals. Okay. So...
3: Yeah, just, I, growing up, I was only ever exposed to the the Yellow Lantern and the
2: Green Lantern.
3: You know the oh, no. standard, no, the they're, they're All there.
2: Yeah. Okay, so so in this one, you've got uh, Supergirl who's using the, a red lantern ring, uh, mm-hmm. which Superman doesn't know about yet, apparently. Uh, and then you've also got Guy Gardner who has control of the green ring, but he also puts on the red ring so that he can harness his his rage and use it to fight against the yellow lanterns. Um, so it's an interesting little twist there mm. on the kind of green lantern and sort of, you know, are they good? Are they bad? Some interesting stuff there, which is great. I wonder
3: cool if anyone's went full Thanos with the rings and just gathered them all.
0: Yeah, I assume one of them probably has, yes. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about what happened to Star City.
2: Oh, um, Okay. There we so, go. what was the
0: coast city no coast city, yeah, okay. okay, Uh suffice to say it can happen, and it's not good but it does happen
3: <laughs> fair enough, uh if you remember the comic series particularly Jerry send it through, I would love to
0: read that oh it it went on for quite some time um yeah yeah i yeah. i'll, I'll, there you I'll go. <laughs> bring up the speed on it later on but it, it okay it, it ran for decades
3: oh right they so definitely could... not enough time for a, a friday night
2: show no yeah. no i will say so yeah make sure to go and pick these up uh, if you want to play some interesting new scenarios with the batman stuff and also if you want to dive into the dc miniatures game as well which also comes from right models you could pick up those characters and have them fighting against superman and doing all sorts of interesting things there
0: as well mm. so yes have fun with those always have fun with all the things all the time uh, speaking of having fun with all the things all the time, there's a game called Sega? I don't think I've heard of it before. Anyway, Sager? S- S- the, Sager? Uh, they're, they're releasing a new book for Sage.
1: Oh, they're going all Mega Drive on us.
0: Yeah. Um, and this is from Studio Tom Hawk, so Age of Alexander, which we knew was coming. Although we didn't really know when, because they first previewed it way back in February. Way back. Way back in February, they went. Age of Alexander's coming. Um, This is the second of the trilogy, the the difficult second movie. Um, So we've already got the Age of Hannibal for the Punic Wars. And unlike the other universe books, three books have been written in concert, so they work together. So unlike the other ones where you can't really play Vikings against Crusaders and the like, with these ancient books... Age of Hannibal, Age of Alexander, and the Age of Caesars, which is going to be coming next. Um, you've got 18 battle boards, 18 historical places that work together. Uh, so this adds in the Macedonians, Persians, your Greek city-states, your Indians, and the successors um, to allow you to fight out the wars that were happening uh, around the, the 4th century BCE. Uh, you don't have um, play the battle himself. Yeah, well, you can't uh, I, well actually you know I'd be very surprised if, if they didn't include Alexander and his companion cavalry as a legendary uh, warlord for you to run. Um, they haven't said exactly what's in the book in specifics, but there are, have been a few previews kicking about out there. Uh, so is that...
1: I'm confused. If yes. this is Hannibal, where's Carthage in this?
0: No, Hannibal's already out. this is Alexander.
1: Oh, this is Alexander.
0: Yeah. Of course. So This is the other side of...
1: <laughs>
3: of the
0: man who was so great he had to
3: call himself the great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, don't, don't know if he called himself that or if somebody else did, uh, but there are a couple of preview shots up, so it's available to pre-order now and will be coming out end of October, all things being equal in English and French. Um, you guess the little blurb at the back about what's going on. Interesting thing for me is the... Uh, diodocus uh, campaign system so specifically um when they've done this in the past they haven't done an all encompassing um campaign system so they focused to make it more narrative and sensible i suppose how the did they way.
1: work in the phalanxes into this
0: uh, I don't know yet. I'll be. I imagine Battleboard Abilities battle board, probably. Yeah. Um, because there's all
1: the Alexander stuff. There's going to be loads of Phalanx stuff going
0: on. Yeah, you would like Under to think so. If they're, they're rocking, months. if they're rocking, um, all over the place, you would have to hope so. Uh, but the, the campaign system for Diotokus is you're playing uh, one of the successors, and then you're picking. You know, there's a, a map based campaign about trying to pick up Alexander's empire. So it's not you're not going to be playing a campaign where somebody's city states and somebody's persian type of thing it's it's very narrative driven in the same way That's with right, um yeah. and arthur or age of invasions uh, as the the second edition version was called they had the the lemes campaign system which was all about a roman fort on a frontier so it, again it was very focused very narrative um and i like the fact obviously some people who aren't going to be playing successors are going to probably go well what's in it for me well all the other stuff but not everybody plays campaigns, but I like I like that it's not a generic campaign, that they've gone here is how you want to do the successors. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is how yeah. we want to present it. So I'm I'm all for that. They've also mentioned, and it's probably uh on one of the other pages, you might be able to see that. And if not, you can go to the page to see it. Uh they've also mentioned that they're changing up how the um successors force is built. So you're not just going warlord and then stuff, depending on the successor you're using, um, they'll have access to different uh, material essentially. So if, if you're playing the Ptolemaic uh, successors down in Alexandria and Egypt, then you're gonna have access to different forces on the tabletop than somebody playing one of the, the other in like Persia or India. Uh, so the, the different satraps have different stuff available, but you also pick a a sort of a reason why you're you're doing the things you're doing, um so you're you're you might be uh you pick an ambition for your warlord and and your ambition might be you know revenge or whatever, and that will change how your warlord acts as well ah, and the reasons cool. you're fighting, so for the first time, they've sort of moved away from just sort of standard thing to make the successors more unique and bespoke. so if you have two successor forces clashing on the tabletop, they're not just mirrors of each other. And I like that. Less
2: of it just being basically a fractured Alexandrian-Macedonian-Greek yeah. <laughs> yeah. coalition thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah so I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to this. Um, if you've already got Hannibal, then you've probably already got the dice you need. There's no new dice for this, which is always good because they tend to be a, yeah, a
5: bugger. Hard to mind. get your hands on. Yeah. Uh, which is why
0: I always <laughs> suggest people just go to a dice shop and buy blank dice and then print the stickers out because the stickers will be on the website anyway. Um, but they've showed off some of the things they've been using. Obviously, the Gripping Beast are their English publishers and will have some bits and pieces for themselves. Uh, being Lots across, of army deals and things. So. Being this, a crusty old man, these are all Wargames Foundry. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Is this now out? No, pre-order now out, 26th of October. So, oh, so I'm currently waiting I'm waiting oh, for mine to arrive. It's, should uh, I pre-order? Should I
1: not? Because I haven't got my Hannibal book either. I'm thinking maybe now I'll just pick both books up at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a way to do it. Um, Did
1: they introduce chariots in Hannibal?
0: They introduced chariots in Edius and Arthur, so there are chariots in Hannibal.
1: Oh, I've never played the Edius and
0: yeah oh, I, version. It, it doesn't matter. They're, yeah, their chariots are available along with elephants and um, ballista, So if you've got Romans and weaponry, and I've got those, they're Foundry as well. They're lovely. Um,
1: and what's the next book we're waiting on then after this
0: Age of Caesars?
1: Haha! Oh, totally so slap bang into which which. So that'll be
0: don't know this this is the exciting thing because is you've it, got you've got the is punic it imperial war, got,
1: or republic which is it
0: There was a very narrow space of time where they changed from republican roman into what they called Caesarian romans where yeah. they sort of changed uh before they hit the early imperial stuff um and, and i i don't know if they're going to bridge that gap so you are going to get both because
1: but i assume the, if it's caesar is going to be the later stuff the,
0: the punic war armor and equipment would work for Caesarian more or less um and so it may just be a change in battle boards i would hope you get multiples so you would get the, the various um infighting that you would have and and then the progression um into the the early imperial stuff i imagine there's thracians in this as well i think um so i imagine we might see the and stuff so you have trajan and the the, the wars out there towards sort of rumania direction and the, the black sea um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah The thing that I was quite interested by is the fact that they put together that very tight campaign. That seems like the kind of thing that you could maybe do like a big weekend of Mm -hmm. as well with some friends and you could set up a nice event. And because it's very focused, you could have it all built around a certain set of different, a certain set of armies that you've all decided to work on together hmm. and then just play it out over like two really long days and just
0: see how it comes together. I suppose how on
1: think? the campaign side of things, you could each table could be a different battle from the campaign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you get through it pretty it's, quick.
0: It depends. They did say it's a map based campaign. Mm. so you've you've got regional control so it also oh, like it, it may be ones. it may be, you know depending on when you're fighting and, and how you expand and stuff there may be logistics in there as well which they didn't have for the Lamais campaign so I, I like that they're not just going here's our roman campaign from another book now we're just going to just going to retrofit st- it yeah. yeah we're just going <laughs> to stick greeks all over us yeah. um yeah. instead they, they've made That's something cool. bespoke yeah. for the book so so for um for a game i've not actually really heard of it uh, it sounds interesting
3: something i'd love to see them do is actually do like level ups for your warlords so as you're playing through a campaign you might level up your warlord and get a new battle board
0: the battle boards are very the battle boards are very intricate mm-hmm. and learning how to use your battle board is one of the main things and if all of a sudden your battle board changes you'll find that you're going to be right right at the start okay. of the campaign again. and i okay, don't want Russell some company.
1: some sods Bloody Warlord getting better. I got 10 shades of everything kicked out of me last yeah. time we did a campaign. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> now, what they have done is um they introduced ruses in Hannibal. Uh and obviously yeah, yeah. the big games. Um there's gonna be a set of ruses for alexander as well and you'll just be able to download the the cards off the the website for those and so you've got sort of specific and generic uh, and it means you can you can buy when you're building your warband you can buy ruses that might be things like a feigned feigned retreat or a, a, a refused flank and, and you have these little intricate cards that you can sort of play and those are good for the campaign because you're not changing the battle border they're like little one-off gotchas. So just when things seem to be going their way, you can throw a spanner right. in the works or an elephant into the Very front cool. line. Yeah,
3: or you <laughs> step up to the table to deploy and go, oh yeah, here, have half your deployment space.
0: So
1: irritatingly good then. So irritating and at the same time, you're like, such a good thing you did to me there. So good for you. Terrible yeah, but, for me. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Lloyd, you have the exact <laughs> same ability
3: to do it. So yeah. gotcha gotcha. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm... I know it's never going to work in your favour. Some songs some are That's okay. true.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, but I, if, if you out-gotcha, they're gotcha.
2: I'm really tempted to pick up, weirdly, going forward in time, I suppose, I'm really tempted to pick up the Attius and Arthur Arthurian Age of Invasion stuff, because yeah. I've recently been looking a, at a lot of the um, saw Arthurian bits and pieces, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't, be oh, nice? wouldn't it be I've, nice? I've got like 12 points
0: of those. They are gorgeous models. Yeah, just Runa. get the Austrian stuff. Get some of the early Saxons, and yeah. <laughs> I'll throw this at you as well, in case you haven't seen. Um, Vitrix are doing late Roman in plastics. They are, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that the first test proof those have gone out to the guy who does the studio painting for them. John. Also, uh, and it looks like games really Atlantic nice. are doing late Romans as well, aren't they? They've so, already done one set of late Romans. They, there's the armoured walks coming? Oh yeah! yeah oh my Romans. days! Mm. Yeah, see, this is the problem with Romans
1: for mountains of plastic. This is the problem with Romans. It's like which bloody version of
2: Romans do you do?
0: I've done well, that by it, all with, of them. I've got, <laughs> like, I've got imperial,
2: when, when, and I've got late. When you when you do Arthurian stuff though, it's like okay you just pick the sad Romans. The, the sad and angrier Romans that have been left on the on the frontier. And there you go. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Anyway, right before the
1: Romans who can't afford their mortgages anymore. Exactly. The <laughs> <Yes>. My villa, <laughs> no.
5: Uh,
0: <yeah. laughs> oh, before we move on, I'm just going to quickly throw up a ruse. See, so there's your ruses. That's Ooh. the cost below. So you can you've got a certain amount of coinage, and there's different types. So some are for preparation before the the battle is taking place during deployment and stuff you can use knowledge of the land to change the, the terrain that you're playing on so that that really annoying bit of terrain that would cripple you because Irish will just chuck stones at uh, you can just move it to the other corner of the battlefield so it doesn't or you can have ones for in game so veteran abilities um, and then there's a set for something else as well that's really that's cool actually your like that. there you go. and
1: when can you throw these down like go back up a minute All over place, up two so seconds depends. See that one stoic there. Your unit suffers no fatigue when a friendly unit's when friendly units are eliminated. Yeah. Do I have to pre-announce this or just chuck it down at the point where my unit's gonna get
3: fatigued? That feels like an instant. Uh,
0: yeah, so so it, it depends on what you're playing. That one you'd play it on that unit as I didn't ask you for that, because it's a veteran ability, it may actually be always on. They just never take it. A passive ability. Whereas uh yeah, whereas the the preparation you, yeah. you played before the start of the game and then your stratagem is sort of comes in wherever so they've got like i say these are the generic but then there's also a specific set for the the punic wars and there'll be another specific set then for uh the age of alexander book so you'll be able to to mix and match so anyway right so that was who would have thought we talked for a long time about saga saga (laughs) yeah yeah. up and coming game i've never heard of it myself anyway (laughs) uh going to another game that people probably haven't heard of (laughs)
2: <laughs> so this is Flames of Wur. i don't know maybe um Thank so you. yes uh, we're going to go through some of the quick uh, um, releases that have come out for the eastern front over the last week or so uh, for those people diving into flames of war and playing as the germans and the soviets um so don't laugh at the names it's all good we have the dick and max uh tank hunter platoon uh, <laughs> leading the way which is very cool <laughs> dick <or Max>. uh, <laughs> alongside the studio emil tank hunter platoon as well If you wanted big guns to blow Russian tanks to pieces, Mm. here you go. Um, on the other side of things, for the Soviets, uh, we got new kits coming out for the KV three tank company, which no, is man. very cool. And someone dropped their ice cream on the top of it. A big um,
1: Bird has been on the battlefield. Yes,
2: <laughs> it's a bird plane.
4: Well. <laughs> I
3: mean, that that B seventeen, they loaded a training round. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: yeah. There's also an IS uh, eighty five Guards heavy tank company for you to pick up as well. And then uh, sort of to cap things off for the big tanks on the Soviet side of things, there's also a KV-5 tank company, uh, which I think is quite nice. Um, before we move on to the last little section of the, of the releases for the Soviets, one thing mm-hmm. I really wanted to bring up about what we're seeing now with this kind of Eastern Front stuff. Now, obviously, I know a lot more about the Western Front than I do the Eastern Front, but what I'm getting the vibes from from all of this is just the sheer amount of mechanical stuff that was thrown at each other from both the Germans and the Soviet side. Like we've seen big tanks before, obviously, but there just seems to be so many of them uh, in everything that's going on here. And uh, well, I mean, that makes sense, obviously. It it was
0: (laughs) very much an arms (laughs) race. Yeah. Mm. Um, Because when you think when they arrived, the Germans were still rocking um, Czech tanks and and sort of Panzer threes and fours and then they encountered the the slipped armor of the t-34s at which point they needed to up gun everything to match it and then they went to the panthers and then so the russians countered with bigger and bigger and it and the eastern front Dip really an was just it. an yeah, assault yeah. of yeah. every time somebody built a bigger beast um yeah. there was a bigger gun slammed into something uh to take care of it and it just yeah. went absolutely berserk from yeah. there
3: And if you think the actual amounts of armor, so, you know, regular army will work with a tank company. The Russians
2: were working off the principle of tank armies. Yeah. yeah, Which is. And and I think that sets a really interesting aesthetic and theme for what you're doing on the Eastern front, because you've got kind of, I mean, it's obviously wasn't rosy, but you've got a bunch of, you know, Western troops running through lovely French fields (laughs) and fighting in villages. And then you've got the Eastern Front where it's just mud, blood, snow basically cities turned into rubble uh, and just big belching um diesel driven tanks just charging across battlefields and shooting things and i just think it sets a really interesting kind of like um feel for yeah. what you get with the eastern front which puts us uh, you know you know the, in a different were, place from the there Western were
0: Front. proper so, yeah. Yeah. tank battles you know, mm. huge tank divisions clashing yeah. Smolensk and things like that. Very cool. Um, which you yeah. didn't really see in the Western Front because they, they would tend to be smaller affairs or would be, you know, combined arms. Whereas mm. out on the, the, the plains and, and the steppes in Russia, where there were just huge amounts of room yep. to maneuver, smashy, they could smashy. just have huge armored clashes. Yeah. I just want to add as well, there's
2: a, an additional little set for the Soviets. So there was also the BA-64 armored car platoon. Yeah. Um, as Battlefront said in a little thing for this, they were like, they were cheap to make uh, yeah. and quite quick. Uh, and if they got blown up, they'd just replaced them. And I thought, oh, that's yeah. nice for the drivers, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, send it forward. Uh, Boom. <laughs> let's be honest.
3: That was kind of Russia's mentality for well, everything. True. It's just... It's basically a tractor with a gun. Can you drive a tractor, Peasant? Yes. Okay, <laughs> you are
2: now a driver. Off you go. There we go. You can experience that awesomeness on the Eastern mm-hmm. Front with all those lovely new tanks. I should also point out, bold British stuff coming very, very soon. So watch yes. out for those. Yes. We're gonna, we'll talk about those in more detail. When I've, I do, I've been so. working through right. product images for
3: those for for Mr. Tomo, our, our technical wizard. So they are looking rather nice. Cool.
0: So yeah. Right, yeah. one last bit of news to round out yes. the show. We'll yeah. round out the news, part of the show, uh, <laughs> and that is Whamster. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh,
2: Gnarly Norwood. Yeah, uh, Warhammer Underworlds is going to getting getting itself a new core set. Um, so this one's going to replace Nether Maze, which was the last one. So this is essentially a new season of Warhammer Underworlds for you to dive into. Uh, this new core set has been designed, apparently as the most beginner friendly of the sets that they've done to date. And yes, there are undead in there, Lloyd. Mm, um, nice so everything everything has been focused on the idea of it being a kind of very very good entry point into the game um so they've kind of supplemented that with the addition of the new rivals decks and also additional expansion rival decks that can be used with other factions so you can effectively just take all of your core cards smash them together with these additional ones and then be ready to go with anything which i think is quite nice um in terms of models you've got the Narl spirit pack uh, which is a set of the um, the sort of oath warriors from the chaos factions. Uh, although I like to think of these a little bit as kind of like Norskans and marauders from Warner Fantasy and also in, in the Mortal Realms as well, where they kind of worship spirits and things, and they don't quite realize that it's probably part of a chaos deity, uh, I but sure. I really like the way they've gone. That's an interesting, so that is the head of one of the insectoid creatures that is been teased in previous Warhammer Underworlds um, boxes that, mm. and everyone thought it that was going to be the new race that came out and then it was obviously the Cruel Boys that came along so they did the Orcs instead but that's very interesting to see up there because it kind of carries on the little kind of like teasers and tidbits from the, the wider world cool. they will arrive so, eventually yeah hopefully yeah. Um, so yeah you've got these awesome barbarian warriors to use on the tabletop looking very nice indeed a lot of people think of them as kind of druids and stuff which is very cool chaos druids ah. But then, see bat wings. yes, so this is the undead set. So this is the sons That's of Velmorn. Uh, so Velmorn himself, that chap in the middle, uh, used to have a kingdom that l- was in the center of the Narwood, and then the Narwood grew and basically subsumed his kingdom and destroyed it and ripped it to pieces and all that kind of things. Um, and then what happened was he has that lovely crown on the top that he managed to steal from somebody, um, reminding me of a certain troll um, that allowed him to escape his um, his death and turn himself into an undying warrior. And that also meant that he could bring his sons back. Uh, and so that's why it's called the Sons of Velmorn, because he's in the lead and he sort of leads the warband. And then his sons are all competing for his favour. And that's kind of built into the mechanics of how they work on the tabletop. I think they look stellar, I would probably get rid of some of the bat wings, I'm sure Lloyd would, on a few of these. But I think these are a, a very nice continuation of Games Workshop just sort of nailing the undead at the moment. I think they do. have been doing a superb job with this. skeletons. remove his oh, right? bat wings, how are you going yeah. to make
0: sure your shelves are level?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, it's yeah. been a long time
3: since I've been able to say this about a workshop product, but I actually like every last minute you're in here. You I think, could, yeah, for the first time in a
2: long time. I think this is, this is a set where I think I, I, I agree with you, Justin. Every one of them, I'm like, those are all pretty good. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah. Some you know, confused. normally, I mean, whenever it was the, the weird underwater orcs, it was just like, yeah, no, those don't jive with me. Mm. Everything I get along with in this box.
1: Yeah. You could probably unbatwing those pretty quickly, though, if you wanted. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you could just, just shave it off the snip, helmet. Snip, done. Snip. You could snip the top of his bats a little bit on the top of his head, mm-hmm. snip some pointy bits off the top of his shield, just get rid of his completely. Mm. Yep. And then it's pretty much
3: done.
4: Yeah.
1: Kind of F- except for the, the bat wings
3: on the skull on the shield.
1: Yeah, but I was thinking I was just green stuff over that. Ah. Or just not stick that shield on. Just cut it off. Mm. And his arm's probably the, attached to it. But. Yeah.
3: Mostly these are all monopose, so you'll have to. Oh, Lloyd, you get to go hunting for shields again. Just sand it off.
0: Sand it <laughs> off. That's why God invented Dremels.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder what the keys are for.
2: I, I, I assume they're probably for his lost keep in the centre of the Null World right. that he's kind of locked the door on but a, over the years the Null World has basically just bursted open probably Clearly, so the yeah. executive bathroom and all the executive bathroom
5: yeah,
2: yeah. even sense skeletons sense. need to poop there we go
1: because I have my last yeah. set of GW skeletons but then nothing else came out that blended with them so I never bothered to build them
2: well there you go now you've got some leaders that could potentially take
0: control of them very cool I believe Saka so, do an Age of Magic Lloyd <laughs>
1: they do
0: Okay.
5: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Maybe I'll buy another box. Right,
0: that uh, that wraps up the news. We can take a quick swish, and when we come back, we'll be having a look at some kickstarters and three D printing. All right, we are back, and we're going to be taking a look at some three D printing from Zarly, possibly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. Fair enough. It's uh, an interesting one. Uh, ben, why not tell us all about it? Oh, uh... God, I found this.
4: <laughs>
0: this was all me. Yes, uh, it was. Why, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why do I
3: just see Ben's legs sticking out from underneath a bus right now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, Zardy Factory, um, interesting little company, um, do some really unique stuff. They have their own website, which just makes them a novelty as far as I'm concerned to 3D <laughs> printed company. Um, mm. They do also have a Patreon as well, but the fact that we're not on My Mini Factory for once uh, mm. blows me away. Um, but
1: are they also on My Mini Factory?
0: Yeah, I've no idea. I've never looked. Um, I know they're definitely on Patreon. Um, potentially they're there too. They do a host of terrain and miniatures. Uh, I find them looking for stuff for Kings of War, uh, which would also work for Warhammer and The Ninth Age as well. Uh, but they do a whole range of terrain and bits and pieces for sci-fi and uh, fantasy both um so where to start i think i'll start with the accessories because i'm odd like that uh and you can't stop me um but just it gives you a, a quick sort of idea of some of the stuff they have in here so right off the bat they do really nice square bases and then horrendous I like circular that ones. dark tower as well that's cool yeah it's actually
3: a dice tower that's kind of cool
0: they've they a few dice towers. well I'll, I'll throw those up in a second because they lurk here in the accessories as well but they also do the movement trays um both for skirmishy games um and well that's uh, nice rank yeah. and flank so uh it's it's all good in the hood as they say yeah see uh, like
3: this is how you do 3d movement trays.
5: That <laughs> quite
0: quite literally oh, three
3: that, D movement that's, trays. Uh, yeah, that oh, no that, that's that's from a while back from where yeah. someone was, you know, 3D movement trays for their orc army was food bags. A bag of orcs. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I, I know exactly who said that and it was me. And I oh, okay. the fact that the fact that you're digging Lloyd over it is great.
1: Well, but 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 you've gone off the trays there. I see they put cutouts in it. I guess that's to reduce yes. your plastic consumption.
0: Yeah, I imagine so.
1: But I don't know what all those holes are if they're for magnetizing on the other one they're for
0: magnetizing your um 20 or 25 mil squares so yeah. you can see here they've got yeah, to they match of, up on the reverse side blank bases oh, I and see, likewise yeah. with the others you can stick magnets in there and then when you pop them on the movement tray if they're they... locked in place yeah, yeah. um so a one-stop shop for those um have a look at some of the
3: oh, some of the designs are gorgeous
0: yeah I don't want to spend all day just on basis, but the uh, the designs are very nice indeed. A lot of the stuff wow. I know is built for, built, I suppose, designed for FDM printers, so they're not, um, so some of the stuff isn't supported because it doesn't require support, um, mm. but you'll see that the, the others are pre-supported where necessary, and there's some really terrific detail on them. I love it, yeah. Especially if you're, you know, playing Sci-fi games—they'd be very nice for Infinity.
2: They look very nice for Age of Sigmar Most of yeah, these, well, as well, you actually. know, yeah. don't <laughs> waste your time with that when Warhammer
0: exists. Or Kings of War. <laughs> I know that really annoy people in the comments, and uh,
3: it, oh. isn't that just your joy in life? If it you can very much one person, very you much know. is. Yeah. If you get two, that's bonus.
0: Ooh, if I do that and I'll oh, skip to. Oh, look, you said
3: the, Look, there's planky bases. Yeah.
0: There are planky bases. You'll, you'll find those in the squares as well. Mm-hmm. And there's something that could be a bit Eldar, could oh, be yeah. a bit Necron, could be a bit whatever. And they do them in all the sizes and styles for a bit um, a 40k. Under. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no, it's then it's Eldar. Just
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the, the basing's, basing's really nice. Yeah. Uh, very cool. But yeah. the the dice oh. towers are really very oh, where, where That's the loot of the gods. That's cool. I Look, want an it. Oriental one. That might be handy.
4: Mm.
0: Look, Ben. Wow. Why do you not have that dash tower at the side of your oh. right strategy battle game? Yeah,
2: it's like I a don't. cool Argoneth. Oh. <laughs> it,
0: it, comes, it comes out from beneath his dress.
2: Oh. <laughs> what have I pooped out today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, there's a problem loading the agent oh, one. That's that one nice, again. though. I like that. And the Wild Bastion. Oh, yes. the dice trays as well.
3: Dice gel, Yeah. For yeah. all the dice that failed you.
0: That's uh, that's an interesting looking thing. It's very.
3: It's offset, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you've got weird stuff going on. It's a bit uh, Southlands, it more gothic. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, Warcraft, because it could also mm. very much be the Lich King's castle I, I... or something orcish.
2: Or something for the Horde,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: I really but,
2: um, like that you have these dice towers as pieces of terrain yeah. because yeah. It, it means that they f- they can be oh, slotted into your games really and talented. kind of almost disappear, which I think
0: is really nice. Mm. Uh,
2: very cool. Oh, if
3: you got some of the, the signage for infinity, this would be oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. like a Yu Jing table.
0: Mm. Which is super fantastic and great. <laughs> yeah, me like you. Oh, I like the
3: steps. You're literally
1: coming down the dice, coming down the steps. Yeah. they, they See, they
0: the little... um.
1: Get kicked out like a pub,
0: like a, a mortise and tenon. Yeah. Sort of join into them so you could disassemble them for transport mm. uh, or just, you know, glue them together and build them keep it Me as. We like those.
1: Yeah. It's going to be f- very loud to use them. Oh, yeah. That's half
3: the fun.
2: Yeah, they hear the the face of your clicky clacks as they. want I
3: want to yeah. s- see the Forbidden Book.
2: Can't see the forbidden book, Justin. If you look at the forbidden,
0: forbidden, forbidden book, forbidden. <laughs> you, you have to remember what you have to say before you open the forbidden book. But Otherwise, nearly, you could raise the dead. Clearly, that's no, no, no. why the OTT
3: horror story starts. What? I want to see the forbidden book, Justin. Don't I, look at the forbidden book. What? I look at the forbidden book.
1: But we said the words.
4: Yeah,
3: we did. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's cool. I like I that. I like that. Yes. Because I think you've got different covers as well, which is yeah, nice. You've got options Ooh. for
3: covers and internal trade. Mm.
0: Very nice. So, say that, so that's just their accessories. That's just the bases. Which is cool, yeah. <laughs> bases and dice bits, you know. Yeah. There's just nothing but skulls. I'm oh. really hoping they'll do a set that's nothing but rats. <laughs> because... Uh, yeah. the, Used to see people do rat bases for skaven armies, but it meant you could just take the 40 mil squares and use them as rat swarms right off the bat without having to put anything on them because we're covered in little rats, little tiny rat dudes. Like planking, Lloyd, you were so keen plankity on the plank,
5: plankety
1: uh-huh. plank, plankity plank, proper, plankity proper bases. Plank. I, mean, I like plank,
3: plank. Nice you've got edges. some uh. Hatches and stuff being shown off in there as well. Which yeah, is really
0: cool. And I mean, if you get the circular version, they work well for Western games, things like uh, Dead Man's Hand and stuff like that.
3: Oh, even if you were wanting to do some blood and plunder, you mm. know, for naval ships. No, that's true. You know, all your do so they have on plank bases? But they're
1: quite small bases for blood and plunder because initially I was thinking blood and plunder, and I caught myself onto oh, wait the blood and plunder bases are very small and they're round.
0: But but you can re you can because there's yeah. a round set of these, and you can, you can debigulate them. them. Yeah, because it's all three D print. It's oh, not real deep, stuff.
3: Debigulate, hmm? yes. That, we can debigulate that, him. <laughs> that scaling till no, uh, mm. honey, oh. I struck the bases.
0: But yeah. So uh, moving into the terrain side of things, then, which is just you know dice tower adjacent anyway. Um, they've been churning an awful lot of this stuff out, and some of it is just absolutely surreal.
3: Is slash, that one laser
0: cut? Which one?
3: That first one,
0: The Last Fortress? Uh, 150 different files. So, no, it's all STLs. All STLs, all the time. Uh, There you can have gigantic bones, which are, you know, a Mandalorian. Great for all sorts of gaming, fantasy, and sci fi.
5: I love
3: the hand reaching out. That's so cool. That's clearly your ritual site. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's where you, or that's just a dead giant. That's where you set up your, uh, entrenched machine gun <laughs> just to take on the other undead walkers because you opened that forbidden book without saying the words properly, Justin, and now we have to zombie apocalypse fantasy world. It's terrible.
3: Look, just because I got two syllables wrong, the world ends. I'm sorry. How many times <laughs> do I have to say it? Okay, that's cool.
0: This one still looks like it's quite modular as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
3: yeah. Well, 150 STL styles and it's designed for FDM, which is mm-hmm. quite cool.
0: You can see some of the things so it's very similar to uh, panels yeah so, so similar sort of idea to my dear to the model. way mantic have done the dead zone stuff lots of standard squares and then yeah, it iterations of that with quarter and half sizes as well so you can mm-hmm. make a very modular piece of kit perfect for the post-apocalyptic wasteland or yes. uh, orcs depending on how you want to get everything it, is it. an
2: orc kit if you look hard on it
0: oh, that is true yeah Every, well, went, just hit it with a hammer. It's not now.
3: Well, no, you just get a pile of bits in your hand, ton of glue, and throw it.
4: This would nice, still orky. be
1: probably pretty good for the alternative horror world we were just talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have the shanty time. Because I, I, I can see <laughs> his hide night in here, and things are just wrong. And mm. Justin has his hair back. You know, things are just <laughs> weird.
0: Everything is up and down. Yep. I, mean, and I,
3: I technically never lost my hair. I just got rid of it.
5: Uh
3: okay (laughs) Um, oh you've got some asgard stuff
0: yeah but there's also things and these i don't think we see enough especially when it comes to sort of sci-fiism for scatter train we don't see um weird crystalline structures Mm. i mean handy for obviously any any sci-fi game but even things like um night models dc game Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, Lex Luthor's been growing some kryptonite just to annoy that Marvel. certain Boy Scout or Marvel Crisis protocols. Oh, you know, protocol, yeah, yeah. you know, make up some uh, alien stuff going on in downtown DC, uh, and the Spider-Man you, bouncing off it.
3: If if you if you go down into some Cree city, oh well, yeah, yeah,
1: crystallized reinforced concrete is what it looks like to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it could be. That's what happens when you start crystallizing stuff that you shouldn't have crystallized.
3: Um, Modular maces, that's
0: nice. Yep. If we have a quick wars, I read the words Middle Earth as well, Did you?
2: Yeah.
0: Did you read the words <laughs> Middle Earth? <laughs> not sure where you read them, but we'll not worry about that. Oh. <laughs> uh, Defence line, including the, the big, um, well, caltrops, big cement caltrops to stop tanks and vehicles getting through. Uh, Which are also very good for stopping solar erosion on the coastal areas, just saying. Which is, I think, what they've based those off. Yes. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it it looks fantastic. as a sci-fi futuristic tank trap. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, your bunkers, both ruined and intact versions, uh, which should make a a very cool tabletop. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that they've even got the things for lifting the roof into place. It's good for your weird world war. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely.
3: I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind these in regular World War. We don't, uh,
2: some, of, some, of the, some of them. Some of the basic bunkers on. would
3: work. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be yeah. far off. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, true. In mean, how many ways can you pour concrete into a hard point?
2: Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> and, and there you <laughs> have. Go
3: gangs of Rome.
0: Gangs of well, yeah, very. uh I seen one of those recently in the mountains, and I think Romania. There's a great photograph of a, a Greek temple. It's like the only existing and it more or less looks like that with a massive snowy mountain behind it. It looked amazing. Uh it's one of the best preserved outside of Greece, possibly even in Greece. But yeah, having these very Greco-Roman looking buildings. Again, they've got like spacamarine types lined up alongside them. Because it still works for your Imperium mm-hmm. with that big, you know, extravagant architecture. But I, I really like the idea of having it or even um Late Romans and you know Huns tearing in through town and wrecking everything and then selling off again. You know Barbarians can't trust them.
1: Few Aquillas here and there, and suddenly it is very for
3: k Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've just finished up rereading the the first soul drinkers on the bus, and the final city they're fighting in is basically described almost exactly like that, where it's just like an old
0: marble city. Yeah. Look, here's Post Apocalyptic helipads. Hey, they've got the Giant's Causeway. They've got the Giant's Causeway. 30% of the Giant's (laughs) Causeway. Even they can't sell the Giant's Causeway. It's just some some stones at the end of the day, you
1: know. Oh, boy, that's where all the fairies live that can heal people.
5: This is a bit odd. I love that. So cool.
0: Just missing, you know, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, there's a big sword stuck in the ground. Very Norway. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I love that monument. Such a cool, evocative monument. Yeah, you know, why not? You Lean into the Vikings.
1: But they don't have
3: holes for dice to come out of.
0: They don't, unfortunately. No, <laughs> Can't drop them all through. Here's There's the thing, though, Lloyd. If you have a like CAD program,
3: you can just load the STL in and make a
0: hole. I know. Why don't you hollow it out? That would be terrible.
3: Well, actually, most of John's stuff that he 3D prints, he hollows out because it uses a lot less resin.
0: That's right. quite nice. That the, So... It's the WTC, yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which means there'll be standard sizing um, for terrain and scatter. And as you can see, as you go through, there's a whole host of stuff, a mixture of fantasy or (laughs) modern post-apocalyptic. I really like those metallic bridges, scatter, more causeway. Say causeway, you know, it might be Iceland. They've got more of the basalt columns than we do. Mm. And some weird and wacky stuff.
5: Oh, little turret bunkers.
0: Ooh, gas station.
5: Got one of those all right, don't they? Eh? Anyway, so yeah. Ah, oh, uh, trench fans. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Everybody likes the trenches over there. It's this side.
1: Everybody likes to look at them, but nobody plays with them.
0: No, no, because nobody wants to be attacked.
1: <laughs> well,
3: nobody wants while to While
0: they're put inside no a Man's trench. Hand. That's why you should put the trench running across the board. <laughs> As if somebody's somebody's flanking, yeah.
3: I mean, the last time we did a trench board, we actually built it so that it was just people coming into the trench. So the entire board was a trench system Mm. with no 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 man's land.
0: You get a trench, you get a trench. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the miniatures then, Mm. move away from the others. They've gone massively into ogres for the ogre kingdoms. Yeah. um slash ninth age equivalent whatever they're called uh or obviously ogres for kings of war as well they're based on the ogre kingdom so they have a very ogre slant to them uh where are we oh, that's the undead peoples
3: those are quite nice
0: if you're looking to play your filling in the gas for your memory yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you too can have charioteers and uh standard skelly bobs mm-hmm. look not Batwings this time, uh, some sort of Scaraby type things instead, mm-hmm. for you to be offended by Lloyd.
5: Dust armies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good in the
0: hood. But the ogres are where it's at, including Tusker cavalry and all. I like that they've battles.
2: gone down the route of trying to make them more. Bestial, which I think is quite nice, rather than yeah. just feeding like big fat people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, never a sort of, fan of the small feet, fat, fat bellies. Yeah. Honing in on
2: that kind of feral beast nature to them, I think, is really cool. And kind of just turning them into big old barbarians.
0: Mm.
1: Very nice.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, isn't that one of those dragon people from that? The, of the helmet, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You two can rock out ogre wars. Left, right, oh, and center like And that's your boomers. they cool. Very similar to uh, Mantics boomer yeah, there, But yeah. then the big cannon, which is more like the uh, GW one.
3: Each and every and, one looks and, like he should be a contestant on the world's strongest man. And a gun axe. <laughs> gun axe is good.
0: Gun axes are gun always, always good. good. Yeah, because it saves you having to break your barrel over somebody's head when you've got an axe bit at the other end that you can just bop them with. Well, I mean, oh, by if the you bumping.
3: rifle butt them, you're technically axing them. I like these nice. a lot. These are possibly my favorite ogres I've seen in a long time.
0: It's a really nice range. I'm very comprehensive. I think this was one of the first they did. So if, if there's something for Warhammer or the Ninth Age, they exist in this, uh-huh. um, which means you can go nuts. Ogre Calve, I mean, who needs this? And a Butcher. A Butcher that doesn't look like... Uh, fat tub of lard towing a thing i hated the picture so much <laughs> such good stat line and absolutely hot garbage miniature just offended oh, uh, me in case people were wondering how i find them i was after some ger panthers for my Baselines and came across these saber-tooth <laughs> i was like oh yes oh i see my my baselain chaff coming thick and fast and i'm going i could use them for northern alliance
1: and then uh, you realise that you don't do three D printing.
0: No, but I found these via uh, Foster's Foundry. I um, you found someone them. who does them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, then, I, then, I then backtracked to the three D printing thing because sure. uh, you know. Do they have a, a list
2: there. of people who will print them for them? Uh, this is
0: Lloyd's um, Eternal Wish. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I haven't looked. Um, on the, on the I have a list for you, because, Lloyd, it has one name on it. John. Because I found it the other way. I found the guy who prints them first, and then had to work out who made them. Uh, so which you actually have was a UK fairly easy. Already? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and these gorgers are absolutely stonking. Because, I mean, they're going to be used as giants or something in an army because those are 50 mil bases those they're are on.
2: Amazing.
0: I mean,
3: wow. You know, and because it's 3D printing, you can upscale. Oh, you don't need yeah. to
0: upscale. That's already sufficiently big enough. I just don't know what to use them as yet. But you could have a mega gorger.
5: A mega gorger?
0: Yeah, but a, a, 50 mil is, unless it's a Titan. 50 mil is as big as I need them to be for there. kings of war so if I make them any bigger then they'd become obsolete and unusable uh-huh. and I don't want unusable I want usable things I like I the big have. I like the baby boy he looks yeah. cool yeah <laughs> I <do> find <laughs> it's not now? just a head swap
2: yeah.
0: but yeah um a whole whole host let me see if we can find out if there is a way of finding who makes their stuff. I had a quick look and I couldn't see anything unless it's on their social media. So, yeah.
3: contact? No. No. But you can contact them and, you know, poke them and go, hey, who who do
5: you
3: like to make this?
0: Yeah. They they do obviously have merchants selling stuff um, because, like I said, I I found said merchant selling stuff. Uh, Uh, Well, if
1: you're sitting at home and you know of a local dealer, let us know who your dealer is. A local
0: dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of some files. Oh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. You know, if you need a bone giant, you can do that. Wow. Or, or an idol of Shoebeck. Nice. Or uh, find your idol of Shoebecky here. <laughs> um, like I said, they, they do have a Patreon as well. Uh, so if you want to just jump on board with their Patreon, then you can do that and get the stuff a wee bit earlier than all the other people kicking yeah. around. Uh, but yeah. that's uh, Zarly early factory
2: something That's fun today. to dive into and have a look at this
0: weekend yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: definitely remember list your dealers
0: <laughs> list, your, list, list your dealers <laughs> That's so shitty
1: <laughs> oh, I don't see <laughs>
0: all it
1: sounds spot on did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days
0: Rounding off the show, then, we have some Kickstarter campaigns.
2: Yeah. Um, so we're going to be kicking things off with just a little bit of a quick update. Um, so we talked about Untar- Uncharted Journeys from Cubicle 7 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, their campaign is moving in towards their last couple of days. At the time you're watching this, probably about four days left on the campaign. Uh, they are now funded and they, are, they have unlocked a bunch of additional stretch goals. So I think there's a three extra realms have been yeah. kind of unlocked, two or three extra realms been unlocked for you to go and sort of dive into when the book comes out. Um, There's still obviously plenty of time for you to dive in and help them unlock even more. If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about this, uh, there'll be a link down below to our article on OTT where we talked about what's inside the book. And also you can go and check out the previous weekend for more information. But a solid option for those people diving into D&D and wanting to do something a little bit extra when it comes to journeying and sort of travel within their campaigns.
0: Cool. Or as we said at the time, it doesn't have to be D because you could f- use it for anything. Fantasy enough day. that you can yeah. uh, stick yeah. those dull yeah. traveling moments between the tavern and the uh, underground hobo killing party, uh, and have some interesting things kick off. Everybody you know, loves especially.
2: rolling on random charts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> random. Uh, and uh, speaking of journeying, mm. the uh, first Kickstarter proper mm-hmm. is yeah. very, very interesting
2: yeah so uh this is from strata miniatures uh people will remember them as doing the um dungeons of diversity range where mm. we painted a couple of their models up i think john did some a nice painted tutorial of one of the miniatures and all that kind of stuff and they've done really nice miniatures over the last while uh for use in D and a bunch of other games as well but they have been working with the folks from the Dark Dice Actual Play uh, Mm -hmm. series, which is a Dungeons & Dragons Let's Play effectively that you can go and watch online in podcast form and all that kind of stuff to bring their characters to life on the tabletop for you to use either potentially as those characters or as individuals within your own campaigns. So it's a little bit like what we saw Steamforge do for the um, Critical Role crew. Mm. Basically, Strata have have jumped in to do this for the Dark Dice team, and they are looking very nice. And yes, you will have seen just there, they have a miniature for Balmer, who is actually (laughs) the man himself, Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) who joined them for one of their adventures, which I think is Uh, very uh, cool. (laughs) <laughs> exactly yes uh, so all of the miniatures are kind of 28 to 32 ish style mill uh, they're all going to come in lovely resin for you to get your hands on and use on the tabletop um there are two sets uh both of them based around each of the sort of different campaigns and what's really nice about these is that obviously if you're a fan of the dark dice podcast you want diving and pick these up Who wouldn't want a miniature of Jeff Goldblum as well, of course? Uh, But because they've done such a really nice mixture of different sort of races and classes and styles, Mm -hmm. you could use these to fill in a lot of the gaps that I think are left by other companies out there, like Reaper and WizKids and that kind of thing, in order to get proper, nice, awesome miniatures to represent things like Dragonborn Monks, and all that kind of stuff, which is something a little bit more out there than your normal kind of classic Dragon Ball Paladin and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. There Very are nice some dishes. really wacky
3: ones now in D&D. There are now. Yeah, there's loads of
2: really quirky races oh, uh, yeah. now, especially with the new books and stuff. So yeah, we're,
3: yeah. we're actually prepping to, to do a run through Tomb of Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And so I will be playing a, <laughs> a GIF uh, Artificer. <laughs> oh, very nice. Which very will be cool. very interesting. If you don't know what a yeah, gift yeah.
2: artificer is, yeah. basically think giant hippo person. Yes, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, uh, some interesting stuff there for people to dive into. You've also you've got the, the the main characters, and then you've also got the villains of the piece as well for each of them as well. So if you want to throw a big bad into a campaign, and you want to try and oh, I went a little bit Australian there for some reason. <laughs> if you want to dive into a campaign and use these to sort of play out the next step in their story for the Dark Dice uh, crew, that maybe you want to dive in and have a pop of that as well. But yes, very nice stuff there. And who wouldn't want a miniature of Jeff Goldblum? It should also be noted there's a Kickstarter exclusive version of him in a slightly alternative pose as well, which is always nice. So
0: there we go. Yeah, Yeah, I see that with the – I thought it was a mask he was holding. Yeah, I thought it was a mask. But but it seems to have holes in it, so I'm not sure if it's a mask or some sort of uh, deadly Frisbee. Like uh, like you would get from – uh, Predator, he
2: the help? ultimate game.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, is it. there we go. I think it is a mask
2: with another like hole in the top, like the oh, third okay. eye or something. So, in case
0: yeah. he wants to look like a surprise coconut. Yes, <laughs> very important. Yeah. Very important. I feel. Yeah. yeah. So, would you uh,
3: ever role play as Jeff Goldblum?
0: No, no I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think anyone could live up to the Comment trying film. to do the mannerisms and all the rest yeah, would just be right. too much. I feel just too much. <laughs> it's like Columbo. If, tried, if you try and do all the mannerisms, it would just come across as, as hack. Whereas we all know that uh, Jeff is, is not that thing. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So a week left, the whole seven shiny mm-hmm. days for the Dark Dice Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's on the cusp of funding. It's yeah. so probably imagine, funded by the time you watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I imagine it will yeah. be. Uh, Very cool. For all people interested in playing RPGs incorrectly <laughs> with Jeff Copeland.
2: Uh, and then we've, we we uh, finish things off with a visit to the folks from Zenit Miniatures who mm-hmm. have expanded on their uh, sort of Clash range, as it yeah. were, uh, where Flash
0: they have bought... Slash Kensei.
2: Yes. They have their own yeah. game as well at these into. So they have put together their Joseon Koreans mm. for use in Clash and, and Kensai uh, and this is a full-on army for you to use in your game so these are these measure a little bit bigger than your typical miniatures these are around the, 32-ish the yeah, yeah? Um, so they kind of work with the Kensai range obviously a lot better but and obviously they obviously could be used for Clash and all that mm. I kind of think but, but anyway so they've been designed for you to use to represent your Koreans in your games this is for the Imjin War period yes. so this is when the uh, Japanese were fighting against Koreans uh, and sort of Japan had taken over huge swathes of Korea, and there's lots of guerrilla fighting and all that kind of thing as well. Um, you have some named heroes in there, so you've got people like Park j Sang and Kim Yook, who is one of the sort of stretch goal ministers that they're working on. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you've got everything you'd need to make a proper full on Korean warband to go up against the Japanese. So you've got monks, archers, guerrillas with spears, militia archers, arquebusiers. Uh, Polearm guards, swordsmen, and there's even some quirky artillery. So you've got the Huacha, which I love, amazing name. (laughs) a, A rocket organ cannon. A rocket holding yeah. cannon and also a proper cannon as well uh and sort of the main focus around using these within your games is that they didn't really get stuck into like full-on out-and-out war against the japanese hmm. They did a lot of ambushing in guerrilla warfare so that's all about sort of getting together big bands of archers and the militia that you've raised for the fields and sort of ambushing the samurai as they're rushing through jungles and all that kind of things which think is a very very nice way to do things and also the miniatures just look phenomenal um, as someone who loves the Kingdom TV show, which is just mm-hmm. Korean people fighting zombies, but back in like the uh, the 15th century, well, 16th century, uh, I think these are amazing. Uh, and so it'd be really fun to do that. But also, I, I, you know, there's got to be a good reason to dive into playing uh, sort of Japanese and Korean war mm-hmm. on the tabletop. And uh, this seems to be it.
1: So, these yeah. look amazeballs. They are amazeballs. <laughs> I totally want this. I want
0: to buy these. There's your, your scale comparison. So yeah, yeah 30, 32s um, quite easily. Uh, interesting thing, because it's that end of the the 1500s for the engine yes. war. Yeah. They they did fight against the Chinese in the sort of early to mid uh, 1600s, 17th century, and the the kit they had wouldn't have changed. So it, even though it's made specifically for the Imjin, uh, you can you can fight against the Chinese as well, because um, I
5: think both the Jin and Chin Qing dynasties both attacked uh,
0: the, the the Koreans. And yeah, they are absolutely stunning, and do really really top notch work on them. A little bit pricey.
1: What I like about them is they have the Asian look that I'm after without mm-hmm. being overly complicated. Because sometimes I look at like the um, Japanese stuff and the Samurais and I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. But then all of a sudden, I'm like there's a lot of really little sticky outfits here and there. And these guys seem to have, have like a sweet spot somewhere yeah. in the middle that's not too overly complicated and it's not too bland and it has the flavor.
2: Mm-hmm. Really unique kind of feel to the Korean dress and armor and weapons and all that kind of thing, which I think is really nice um there's, there's a, a distinct lack of very big tall feathered hats in here but that's you know maybe just because i want them for flag kingdom flags. but yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> easier to play with easier to move and i could build a fantasy army out of these two by sticking up oh yeah thing. easily a mm-hmm. few creatures yeah. in
2: here or there yeah. i think no. the swordsmen in particular are amazing i love the
0: Swordsmen, yeah. the swordsman on yeah. the the polon guard yeah. is great and it, it's one of those periods and countries nations that you don't automatically think of people talk about the huns all the time the various various chinese the the hundreds slash thousands of chinese armies um from the constantly exploding country uh the japanese obviously those are the big main focus Uh, and korea and what happened with with them kind of gets ignored probably because they did very well for like 500 years oh, yeah. the <laughs> and Koreans went uh, and they you know the, the last sort of battles they fought against the Chinese um, immediately after that they had like a 200 year of peace before they they finally collapsed in like the the late eighteen hundreds, um, so so they were around for a long time, but they were very quiet and people just stayed away from them, and uh, yeah, with good reason. So so we never really think about them, whereas other other nations were always sticking their oar in somewhere. I like things like the huacha
1: Yeah, I like that too. I like the. I'm looking at this thinking. Scroll up to the top. Mm-hmm. So you've got your ranged, you've got your close combat, you've got your like warrior monks. Hmm have got Artillery. Got
2: this, takes
1: a, this, this takes all the boxes, this set. Uh.
2: The, the PartJ <laughs> sign miniature is also just, uh, just phenomenal. That's, that's are, so cool. Are
3: they funded yet? Oh, yes. 85, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
4: are but they funded, the,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. One of the things I will say uh, once again, uh, Zenit and any other company who are listening to me, I know you can put bigger pictures into Kickstarter. I have seen them. <laughs> once one company has let me click on their images to make them bigger, out of all of these Kickstarters we've looked at, plus all the ones I look at at home by myself when nobody's around.
1: What are these? Metal?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, most of the Zenith stuff is metal. So so that's partly what makes them a little bit more expensive. Um, and Partly they're a little more sort of bespoke. Uh, but yeah, a fascinating period. And also Clash of Katanas is due. In fact, the ship has just, I've been informed the ship has just arrived in the UK today. It hasn't been announced mm-hmm. yet. So, by the time you're watching this uh kickstarter backers in the uk uh, will probably be getting their hands on clash of katanas boxes well, which, which those Joseon um koreans that there's a list in there because they worked with Zenit in advance when they were running the, the clash of katanas
1: did they have a release date uh, sort of for when that kickstarter's hopefully when, when,
0: when it's due to hit their retail normally uh it's about a month or two after their kickstarter stuff goes out let me see when they're planning on fulfilling that
1: that's what i want to know they're interested (laughs) now
0: so april for kickstarter backers there you go so not too long into next year then and and then i imagine retail will be sort of june um after they've got the kickstarter backers sorted zenit tend to be fairly on the on the ball with their kickstarters um because they've, they've done them by now they, they produce stuff for themselves and for other people and have done for a long time I've there's also
1: been, no time to back that though yeah, yeah. before um, they realize the pounds not worth anything
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get in early um i've also been told there are two really good films uh if you want to know more about the image more uh there is the admiral roaring currents which came out way back in 2014 uh, and then there's uh, one called Hassan, uh, the first Imjun war, and that: What's the trailer for it?: Oh is my is <laughs> Right now, depending yeah. on where you are in the world. Um, yeah. so it might be one that you're going to check out in streaming afterwards, but yeah are they then,
1: subtitled?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Um, well you'll probably find both these days, because you know some people don't like subtitles. I do. Like Some that people way. can't <laughs> concentrate. I'm
1: terrible with subtitled movies. I watch the movie and I'm like, I haven't a clue what happened. And,
3: uh, I, I've watched a lot of subtitled like TV shows and eventually it just becomes like a subconscious thing. You hear the word noises, you're reading and seeing what's going on at the same time. It bugs me because all I do
1: is read it and read it and read it and I'm like, what happened in the scene? You missed the action.
0: <laughs> Oops. <Groups. laughs> right there mm-hmm. is 10 days left uh, if you're interested in picking up those uh koreans either for clash or uh Kenzie or uh, anything else you can fit them into a fantastic looking little range and well-funded already i think that does us. is that cool. us
5: yeah and yeah. um, we're yet? spent yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. yeah very much so no, we will then, see you again sunday yeah, yeah. We'll be back for the XLBS with our Cult of Games members on Sunday morning. If you fancy a more sedate hobby chat, we have a guest this week. Ooh, you do? We yes. Yeah, and if you are not a cultist, you can be one for the low, low price of free for 30 days. And <laughs> browse around in the noise See what you like and uh, stick around and enjoy some more of our goodness. Otherwise, we shall return next Friday. See him time. See him channel. See him dead. Jason Todd. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on
4: screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong.
5: Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.